I don't even know how to start this one out because there's no intro. There's just some music playing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know I, where to go. This is this know, is a whatever. podcast. Yeah. This is Asinine Radio. This is uh, this is a special a special Asinine Radio episode because Jeff and I are just so obsessed with making lists. We are <laughs> <That's true. laughs> essentially the MySpace slash BuzzFeed of podcasts, where all we'd like to do are make lists and tops tops of everything. So, my name is Tyler. And way out there, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Uh, thank you for listening. I don't know if this will be fun or not. I'm sure it'll be fun for you and I, but for the, the average Joe listener, we'll have to see. There might be some fighting. There might be some yelling. There might be some crying. I don't know. They might get really earnest. There will definitely be all of that later on. Early on, I don't. I don't think as much. Well, we'll see. But later on, for sure. Yeah, and just to kind of fill in the gaps, we uh, we have some Blink-182 playing in the background. I put all of their music on shuffle so you can kind of listen along with us because I think you and I can both agree upon this would be our favorite combined band. Am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. Yeah, this is where we can really, for the most part, we can come together and, and agree on something. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen often. So, yeah, anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to get into our, our top five drummers top or top five bassists, top five drummers, top five guitarists, uh, vocalists, rappers. It's a new one. Uh, we're going to get into our top five uh, artists or bands or whatever, and then top five albums and songs. So we're going to go from worst best to best. And of course, just got to go first. Always, always goes first. Always. So, I know. That'd be great if that song played next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going. We're starting with the bass players. Who is your your fifth best best bass player? This one. This is the. This one was the hardest for me. My, I have I have two and a half in here that kind of like immediately came to my head, but the other two I had to kind of like search for and think to what has wowed me since, especially since we started doing the podcast. So yeah, this was my. This was the most difficult for me. But number five, um, Bootsy Collins. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we met him at NAM. Do we really? Yeah. We, we, we met him at NAM once. And, uh, I don't remember. It was, it was one of those times where we knew who he was. We knew what he's done. But we met him because he is so extravagant, I guess, in, in everything he does. Mm-hmm. So over the top. And he was really nice. And there was a big crowd around him. So it was cool. Um but his bass playing solid, and, and I guess I, again, like this was this was the hardest one for me, and just because now, since we've done the podcast and I've listened to more kind of like soul funk music, like he's really good, man. He's really, really good, really talented. Oh yeah, absolutely, but he is. It was just it was just hard to, I don't know. The the, the bass player thing was the hardest for me. That's all I got. Okay. No, I, I I get it. The the bass playing. My my top four were came to me like that, but my fifth one I had to really think about. And my number five bass player is Alex Katunich. Alex Katunich or Dirk Lance from he used to play in Incubus. It's on their first four records. And uh yeah, he's, he's just his he has he's an amazing bass player, he's an amazing songwriter. He knows, you know, like what he knows when to play what. You know, like he plays to the song rather than just being flashy all of the time. Even though he's, he is a little bit flashy, <laughs> but no, he he's he is a solid bass player, and those first four Incubus records, for the most part, are fucking damn near perfect. 
So that, he's my number five, Alex Katunik. If you don't know who he is, go listen to go listen to Science from Incubus. That album will blow your mind. Uh, that is true. It will. <laughs> Fucking just go do it. It's great. I guess so. Um, that's my number five. I guess it would also be important to note that this is this is just purely like subjective. And yeah, maybe. I mean, there's some people on my list here that that I think nobody would probably maybe even agree with me, but they're on there because I degaff. Yeah, and I know I know one of them, and it's just so stupid. Well, it's not so stupid, but it's kind of stupid. Who? Oh, I, well, I, when you say it, I'll 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 tell I'll I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. I'll tell you what you're supposed yeah. to think. So, <laughs> my my number four. I've I never been a really big fan of this band. But we did one of their albums on the pod, and it kind of I was I was really taken aback by how great they actually were, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a lot of lost time, I guess. And then I have a couple of their stuff on vinyl, and I listen to it, and it, it just it, they get better and better and better. And my neighbor is really into this bass player, but but Geezer Geezer Butler, he was my number four. And nice. it's just like the more I listen to Sabbath specifically, it's just the more I just realize it's like, damn, do they they are metal, and and I've always just kind of considered them. Uh, just like a rock like they're just kind of generic rock. rock they're fine but damn they are so fucking good and every time i listen to them i pick up on more things and and things just seem to get darker and then all of their all of their album covers that i've seen they they have this this really cool kind of theme to them everything's really well laid out it's just they put a lot of effort into it and, and geezer butler's probably my favorite member of that band really yeah over over tony iomi huh yeah wow. For sure. Okay. All right. Fresh, fresh, fresh. <laughs> what what albums do you have of theirs on vinyl? I have. Uh, well, Sloan gave me Master of Reality. Master okay. Rea- Reality. Reality. Jeez. Reality. Starting early, baby. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Paranoid. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't have anything yet. I want to. I really want the self-titled, and I really want Volume Four. Fuck. So good. Get so them. good. Steal them if you have to. I might, I might. Um, so my number four is also Geezer Butler. Oh, damn, Gina. Isn't that fucking weird? Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, Geezer Butler is my fourth favorite bass player for, for much of the same things as Jeff said. You know, I'm, I'm more familiar with Sabbath because I've, I mean, I've been listening to them since I was probably in like middle school. And, but yeah, Geezer Butler, Butler just stands out. And, you know, as, as I grew up and learned more about music and, and the different instruments, Geezer just like, he's just unfucking real. He plays everything with his fingers, no pick, and it's just, he's a fucking madman on the fucking bass. He's so great. And then he writes all the lyrics, or he used to write all the lyrics for Sabbath, too, on top of that. The guy's a total fucking champ. Mm-hmm. So, Geezer Butler, my number four GB. favorite bass player. Yes. So, what do you got for number three? Number three. This one, this one, um, I, I, I was kind of thinking about. It popped into my head real quick, and, and I, I thought, if I don't get anybody else, I'll put him on my list because he's fantastic. But uh, Paul Chambers Jr., he was Miles, Miles Davis's uh, bass player, plays double bass. Mm-hmm. Just insane kind of improvisations, insane timekeeping. Miles Davis would not have been able to do most of what he did without this guy. That's interesting. Huh? And, That's an interesting pick. And the dude died so young. He died at 33. Of what? Uh, I think Drugs it was some, yeah, I think it was some type of like overdose or or something. Like he always battled like heroin and, and alcohol addiction, and so I think that played into into whatever killed him. His heart stopped. 
right? Heart stopped beating, yeah. Isn't that how everybody dies? Your heart stops? It, it does, yeah. <laughs> that is kind of what happens when you die. But yeah, man, this guy is just absolutely unbelievable. He, he played a lot of, like, bowed solos. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's just crazy how, how simple this guy could be and let Miles do his thing. And then even kind of keep up with Miles technically and play mm-hmm. just as well as, as he does, but still let him be the the in the forefront, in the limelight. That's a really interesting pick. I didn't think that you were that that into Miles Davis. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I I like his music and I love his music, but I've never really dove deep into the the rest of his band. So that's cool. Out of out of like the big out of like the big jazz people, Miles Davis is always. I've always liked his stuff, but I don't own any of it either right now, and I'm not I'm not in a rush to. But he's always kind of expensive. It's always expensive. Yeah, that that too. But for me, he's always kind of been like in the top ten of my favorite jazz musicians, but not top five. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, my number three is a is a drastic difference from uh, from yours, and uh, I went with Lemmy Kilmister mm. from uh, Motorhead. You know, Lemmy, he's just Lemmy is God, and no, <laughs> it's cheesy and stupid to say that, but. I mean, his bass playing was is so signature sounding and so fucking loud. And he wasn't like, you know, he didn't ever like slap or do anything like super intricate, but his style and his tone and sound and his attitude is so defining to himself and Motorhead and just rock music and heavy metal in general. I mean, like he's truly, truly influential and like the coolest fucking bass player. Just objectively the coolest bass player ever. He's just and, can, and then he played that, that. that that fucking Rickenbacker too. I mean, <laughs> what what like metal player played a Rickenbacker? <laughs> but no, it's so rad. And he would just uh, I, I I watched some documentary documentary like a few months ago, and uh, and just like how loud his amps actually were, and like they always use like actual amps on stage, and just everything was turned up so loud that but yet like he never had any sort of hearing loss. And he never wore, I don't think he ever wore in-ear monitors or anything like that. So, like, dude, he was like a true, he was a true musician. So, Lemmy, he's been number three. Turn it up to 11, baby. Ah, so damn good. All right, what do you got for number two? Uh, My number two, I've I've never been a huge fan of this band, of of his band. And, but, I mean, like, you ask anybody. Who they think they're like the greatest bass player of all time is, and they're going to mention this dude's name because it's just—he's unbelievable, and no one can do what he does. Nobody sounds like this guy, and that's Les Claypool. <laughs> uh, like, like regardless if you even—I wasn't sure. Like Primus, sure if you're going to say Getty Lee or, or Les? No, I, I'm I'm still not a, that into Rush yet. I only have two mm. albums yet. But mm. I mean, there's just like no denying Les's talent, right? Even people that don't like music or even don't even like listen to a lot of music. And they listen to his bass playing. They're just kind of like, "What the fuck? How does he do that?" Yeah, so, I know. Like, it, I don't know. They, he has to be in a top five for ba- bass players. I might have to agree with you. And I like I his music. I, I like. I, I am now a, a, a pretty decent Primus head. I know it's crazy. Who would have thought? Yeah. Like a year ago, you would you didn't even give him a second thought. And it's it's but funny because because uh, like like record shopping, Sloan saw the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's like, "Oh, you like Primus, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I turned around and it was. He's like, "You like this one?" I was like, "No, that's trash. Put it down." <laughs> you're such an idiot. Fucking trash record. Ah, uh, you're the worst. That is. You're that's a worst. trash record. That's that is not a good. It's record. a good record. 
It's not their best. It's their is, worst. No, it's but. it's not a good record. It's oh, you're dumb. It's definitely you're less. So it's dumb. probably like a one point five. Oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how dumb. How much dumber you can get. Oh, it's gonna get dumber. But <laughs> All right, my number two is also less Claypool. He's always been in my 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 top two or three, and um, yeah, I mean exactly what you said. Nobody fucking sounds like Les Claypool. He does so many weird things. He does a lot of the weird palm muting slaps, which I know he didn't invent, but I think he perfected it, and um, I, I think he's absolutely fucking amazing. He's a great songwriter, really quirky singer, but damn, dude, his bass playing is unfucking matched. It's great. So That's he's true. my he's my number two. Les Claypool. Okay. So I think I can guess who your favorite bass player is. Who do you think it is? I'm going to say Matt Sharp. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, he almost made my top five, but um, <laughs> I... No, no. There's, I don't know. There's not enough there. JPJ. I think JPJ is the oh, greatest bass player of all time. So boring. No, so he's absolutely... You know, <laughs> yeah, JPJ, <laughs> I think, is the, is, is the best bass player of all time. I, I think he's... Uh, I think he's unbelievable. He's the mastermind of Zeppelin and without, without JPJ and Zeppelin, absolutely the the mastermind of of Zeppelin without him. There's there's a lot of things Zeppelin would not have had. And, um, he's, he's just great. That's just a dumb thing to say. I mean, I, I love John Paul Jones and his playing and his contributions to the band, but you're just, you're crazy for go ahead and say monkey or fucking whoever you're going to say that. Who's your, who's, who's your number one? What do you think I'm gonna say, Fieldy? Oh yeah, Fieldy. Nah, it's not Fieldy. It's Jeff Kresge or whatever. I don't know who the fuck people know his name are. (laughs) No, it's Jeff Kresge. He's he's my number one. He's my favorite bass player. Has been for many many years. I think he's he's fantastic. He 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 plays both the electric bass as well as the stand up bass. Where he did in two different bands in AFI. I mean, listen to Answer That and Stay Fashionable. His bass playing on that is just it's it. To me, that's the best part of that record, and it just it it sets the tone for that entire record. And even and on Very Proud of You too, his bass playing on that is fantastic as well. And then his stand up playing in uh, on the two Tiger Army albums, on Power of Moonlight and Ghost Tigers Rise. Um, I mean, he the, the dude fucking kills it, fucking kills it. So and he has a to me, I think he has a very unique style. It's very uh, it's very much it's very loud, and he plays it almost like a guitar rather than a bass. Which I, I like too, because you get more of like a striking energy to the when he hits the strings than a normal bass player would. Okay. So I like that. All Jeff right. Kresge, and he's All a super right. nice guy. Met him, met him a couple, t- several times. Very, very nice man. He's a big, very, f- very he, nice he's a big fan of the pod as well. He he actually listened to our pod. I, I mean, I was, I was like <laughs> truly like, like shocked and like so happy that he actually listened to the pod. That was so cool. So fucking cool. Oh, dude, you're going to have Tom DeLonge as your, one of your top <sighs> five guitars, aren't you? We'll fucking see, man. We'll see. Oh, boy. See how it goes. All right, so we're going to go. So so th- those are our top five bass players. Uh, let's move on to our, our top five drummers. And uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. <laughs> uh, number five, Cosmo from, from CCR. Mm-hmm. What, why are you such a hater tonight already? I just, I don't. Like why? Come on, dude. <laughs> Cosmo, really? Cosmo, really? Oh my god, that's I, not his I actual name, but that's no. He there, there's a <laughs> podcast that I subscribe to called Talk to Me, and he's uh, he was the guest on it this week. Oh wow! I meant to tell you that earlier. 
But it's not on Spotify, so uh, you're gonna have to listen to it on Podcast happen. Addict. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I, go. It's very, very, just very easy drumming, man. This is a very easy band, very, very basic stuff. But he, uh, th- there's, there's enough there for me to like. And, and as a non-drummer, who thinks that he is a drummer, <laughs> he plays the way I would, I would play if, if I were in a band like that. And I love it. Oh, okay, 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 man. You know what's gonna? And you know what? I know what you're doing. Your your like top bass player, drummer, and guitar player is all gonna be from Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's Am possible. I right? like, I'm pretty sure that that's what's gonna happen. And that's annoying. But <laughs> 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 fucking Cosmo, Cosmo is your t- number five. Shocking, truly shocking. I, I didn't think that you would ever go that low. Like I could see, I could see a Pat Wilson. I thought about Pat Wilson too. Because, because he, he's he, a nice guy. He was he was he was cool when we met him. I, I love Weezer. He he does everything besides drum that well as well. He has he has other bands that he plays guitar and he sings in, he plays bass. He does it all, but um eh. hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're you're insane. Absolutely insane. Well, okay. You know. So my number five is Brian Mantia, or Brain is he his nickname. Uh, he he was the drummer for Primus for two of their records, uh, but he's also he's played with Buckethead on a shit ton of records. He played with uh, Guns N' Roses, and uh, he, he's played with he's he does a lot of session stuff. But his work with Primus, I think, is just it it blows my mind every time I hear it. It's very John Bonham esque, but I feel like a little bit tighter, actually a lot tighter than Bonham. But it still has that that loud bombastic sound to it to his playing which I really, really like, and he's just, fuck, man, he has the, one of the greatest grooves ever. So Brian Mantia is my, my fifth greatest drummer right there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the drummers for me were, were, were a little difficult. Like the first two were easy. The third one, I've come to like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then this one I, I put in there just because I don't, I don't know. He's really cool, and everything he does is pretty cool. And then we talk about him a lot, but Josh Freeze. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, he's just too cool, man. He's, you know what I mean, man? How can you not? <laughs> <laughs> like there's, See, there's, the drummers were the easiest for me. Out of all of them, the drummers were the easiest. But like Cosmo was just thrown in there because, uh, I don't know. Because you I, for some reason didn't want to pick Pat. Okay. Just, I don't know. I, I don't listen to Weezer for, for the drums. That's the last thing I listen to you Weezer listen for. You don't listen to... Come on, dude. You can't tell me that you listen to CCR for the drums. That's stupid. Well, no, that's not stupid at all. That it is stupid. stupid. You, you listen for Fogarty. You don't listen for anything else. Oh, that, now you're just being crazy. You know it's true. That is not Come true. On. Wait, which Fogarty? know it's true. John. Uh, not now okay, you're just being crazy, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Josh Free is my number four. But why? I think because he's cool. I think because he does a lot of stuff and then kind of being from the same area and just know that he's around and just like a normal dude, but he's, he's like orange County royalty. He, yeah, he really is. And it's he really just, is. It's just, I don't know, man. He's like everything we talk about, everything I've heard him on, I've never thought anything was, was good. It's all great. <laughs> yeah. Like that's I, ne- true. I never listened in like, Oh yeah, that was okay. But it's always like, damn, that was cool. I'm always like having a good mm-hmm. time. So that's that's why I put him there. All right, that's actually a really good pick because he's my number four as well. 
I almost had Adam Josh Willard Reason in is my top five, too. Oh, that would have been an interesting pick. But you only know him from Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, that's that's. And you only problem. like one Angels and Airwaves record. I only like three Angels and Airwaves songs. Oh, you're so... Oh, I don't know how... <laughs> d- I, why are you so dumb? Oh, Jesus Christ. You're a, you a feisty one tonight. <laughs> just, you're, just un- you're just seeing so many... It's like one dumb thing every like two minutes from you. God damn. Well... Josh Freeze is my number four as well, because he is an incredible drummer. He can play to essentially any style. I mean, just look who he plays with. He plays with Sting, with Devo, with Nine Inch Nails, with the Vandals. I mean, the dude is is insane. He's played on over 300 records. Uh, he's the best. And he's fucking one of the, the funniest people like in the music industry that I've, I've, I know of, you know. And I've never met him. Always wanted to meet him. I almost met him. Remember close. when we almost yeah, met him? He could have said something, but he walked right by me. But I got too scared. Should have grabbed his arm. <laughs> hey, Josh, can you, imagine how, can you imagine how scary that would be? Oh, fucking so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Josh Freeze is is a killer drummer, and I'm getting one of his records tomorrow. So, oh yeah, on vinyl, vinyl. The van. I'm getting Vandal's record on vinyl tomorrow. On the vinyls. On the vinyl. So yeah, Josh Freeze. Go check out the Vandals and just. Just type Josh Freeze into into YouTube and just just have fun. The guy's fucking weird as hell, but he's really funny. So go do that. Uh, what do you got for number three? Uh, Dave Grohl. I feel that's right. that's, that's I'm very surprised. I've, How? I don't. You, you know, I don't like anything that he does outside of the drums. I don't, I don't like when he. I, I cannot stand the Foo Fighters. But but when he's <laughs> drumming, it's. And again, from from a non-drummer listening in, and then trying to play a lot of the songs that I know him drumming in, it's it's they're so they're so nuanced, and there's so much there that I never thought were there. There's so much going on. There's so much things that he is doing that I don't even know how to fucking do. Whereas I can hear a guitarist, and I can kind of pick up what they're doing and kind of how to do it, no matter how great it is. Yeah. I can understand what they're doing. There are things that he does. I'm just like, I don't fucking I have no idea where to start. <laughs> and it's just that kind of simple complexity that I think is great. Wow. But damn, the Foo Fighters is stupid. But he played on the first record. You should go back and listen to that first I'm record. Probably, it's probably not going to happen. Why? He played everything on it. I, if, if, I, if, if, if I'm going to listen to something like that, I'll, I'll just listen to ProBot. <laughs> ProBot is better, yeah, than the first then I'm definitely not going to listen to the Foo Fighters record ever. Then. Oh, my God. Just do it. What is, I mean, what's it going to hurt? Well, I don't have it on vinyl, so I can't listen to it. Oh, my God. You don't have ProBot on vinyl either. I do. I got it today. No, you did not because <laughs> you're lying. I don't think they ever, they don't think they ever pressed, a, a pressed that record. Damn. But they'll never <clears> listen to it again. I guess not. <laughs> well, my, my number three is also Dave Grohl. Damn, Gina. Dude, what is going on? I didn't think this was gonna. Ha- I didn't think we would we would match up anywhere, anywhere on this list. It probably won't I, happen anymore at all. <laughs> it prob- you're no, probably probably no, right. No, except yeah. for bands. I think in artists there'll be at least one. Well, yeah, I know there's gonna be at least one. Outside of that, no. But but yeah, Dave Grohl. I mean, he's. I with the first time I heard Nevermind, it just it blew me away when I was like in seventh grade, and it blew me away because of the drums that's what really just for whatever reason i just attached myself to and i listened to nevermind i've listened to it at least a thousand times and just i've like memorized 
what he does on the drums, even though I can't really play him that well. But I, I like I've just I've heard it so many times. I know what he's doing, and I just think it's just it, it, I just I'm shocked at how good he is because he's not like overly complicated. But fuck, man, he's 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 another one of those like John Bonham style drummers, you know? He is he's very loud, and he just he plays almost like a caveman, you know. So yeah, the you have the Nirvana stuff he did, and then Probot, and then you have the Queens of the Stone Age records, the two Queens records that he did. And his drumming on both of those records are fucking solid. So he's great. Dave Grohl's my number three. My number three. Number three. Okay. Okay. So what do you got? Who do you got for number two? Because uh, I know our, our, our two no, two top twos are not going to be the same. I'm telling you that right now. My top two are easy. I mean, my top ones never really change. But my my top two, I've always liked this guy. And I love um, what he's known for. But Adrian Young. Easy. Really? Easy peasy what? lemon squeezy, babe. Boy, I your love, number two? dude. I think his drumming is so fucking cool. Much in the same vein as as Dave Grohl, he does a lot of things that that seem kind of simple and seem easy. And it's a shame because no doubt always kind of got passed over because of their sound because it's such a a niche sound. But yeah. damn, dude, he the whole band is just absolutely fantastic, and he is the best part. He's the best part of that band, even I mean, better than Gwen you. Stefani. I agree with you on that, but to say he's in a top five—that's that's 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 saying something. I, I don't know. No way. He's, he's, he's like much in the, like the same vein as Josh Freeze too. Like everything this guy does is so cool. So I saw this band a long time ago. I remember who I was with, but they were called the Start. Remember the band, the Start? Mm, no, I remember the Starting Line. No, it was it was, it was the Start. Pretty sure it was nah, the Start. Now I'm confusing myself. No, no, pretty damn sure it was the Start. But anyway. Uh, I, for whatever reason, Adrian Young came out at Chain Reaction and played drums for this band for like the half fuck? their set. It was fucking bizarre. I don't know why. I don't know how. But he was there, and then afterwards, <laughs> That's super he weird. was like, well, I, "I guess he was watching the show the whole time because when they like announced him, he went onto the stage from the front, like mm-hmm. climbed on stage. So he's he had been there watching the previous band too. Like nobody really knew. And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what I are mean, you doing who, up there? Like who would have expected Adrian Young to be at Chain Reaction?" Right, and play with some <laughs> kind of minor Orange County band. I think they're from Orange County. But yeah, he's That's just really, really cool, bizarre. man. He's a really good golfer. He's funny. He's fun. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, that's uh, that That was true. That truly came out of left field. I did not expect that. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, that's cool. Whatever. To each his own, I guess. Uh, my number two is Joey Jordison, the... Uh, original drummer for Slipknot played on all their best records for the most part and um, yeah Joey Jordison if you don't know who he is the guy is a fucking beast of a drummer he's like 5'2 or 5'3 but he rips it up on the kit this huge ass kit and he what I what I've always really liked about his playing is that he he plays very very fast but he also plays like almost like in a very kind of jazzy kind of swingy way which I feel like sets him apart from a lot of metal drummers because a lot of metal drummers are very much like mechanical and just like blast beats and just they have no like groove. But Joey, I feel like he he's set apart from everybody else because he has that that groove and he knows how to write a song like most drummers don't. Like drummers will just play, okay, we're going to do, you know, these four bars, then we're going to switch parts to a different beat and then we're going to go back, back and forth, back and forth. But Joey like has these insane fills that are super catchy 
and he's very, he's a very very nuanced drummer and i i think he's just he's unfucking believable absolutely unbelievable super talented guy so that's Joey Jordison there you go okay so that leaves us with our favorite drummers now what do you got jeff i mean i think i already know who it is I mean, I think I probably know who yours is. Well, yeah, I think we both know who each other's are. Okay. Do do we do we just say them <laughs> at the same time, or, or what do you? <laughs> I just go first. Just go first. You so, got John Bonham's. Yeah. So my favorite drummer of all time is, is Bonham. He's he's like a an animal, and everybody else in Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin tried so hard to kind of like hone him and and and, and wrangle him in and make him focused. And you can really hear the craziness and just like what what the hell is he <clears> doing <throat> on a lot of the live performances by Zeppelin? And he's he's just, he's an animal. He is a fucking animal. There's nothing that he can't do, and there's a lot of things that he just doesn't want to do. So he chooses not to do them, even though it may sound different, better. I don't know, groovier. Had he done something else, he was just in his like own little world. It was like yeah. Led Zeppelin was a band, and it was like featuring John Bonham all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was a part of the band, but not even really a part of the consensus because he, he just did his own shit, and it sounded fucking fantastic. Animal. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's my he's my favorite drummer. He's, I think he's always been my favorite drummer. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, he rightfully should be number one on a lot of people's lists. He, he John Bonham is he was unreal, absolutely unreal. I think the only people, the only person I've ever heard talk shit on John Bonham was uh, Ginger Baker from Cream. Uh, the only uh, person, the only person who who actively like went out of his way to talk shit on John Bonham and Keith Moon, like consistently, talk shit on them, which I thought was great. Bitter. But I mean, but Ginger Baker was, I mean, the the dude was incredible. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, he, he had every right right to to say people are shit. I feel like, and then be able to back it up because yeah, I think no, like on a technical technical aspect, Ginger Baker was better than Bonham and. Maybe Keith Moon, but Bonham Keith just Moon has a style. Keith Moon and Ginger Baker were kind of similar. Yeah, they were they, more jazz influenced. Yeah, but, but like I said, man, Bonham was just as I don't know. I, I feel like like the Muppet animal, the Muppet. Yeah, like that's that's how you want a drummer to be is just kind of like doing his own fucking thing, but still keeping in with the band because. As much as I like jazz drummers, they're like the worst part of jazz music. Is like the drumming. What? I fucking just, just can't stand it. It's always just like, like I get it, man. I get it. I get you're you're trying to like change tempos and you're trying to control everything, but I don't know. Get <laughs> get louder. Get better. I don't know. Do something. It all sounds a fucking same. I love jazz music and ugh. I just like I like craziness. Wild and crazy kids. Remember that show? Yeah, great show. It's been, Wild and crazy drummers. That's all I want. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> all right. Well, who do you think my number one is here? John Theodore. John, you hit the nail on the head. John Theodore, the greatest drummer who ever lived. <laughs> I mean, he he is the one who perfected the John Bonham style. He, that's what he is. Like his, his style is John Bonham esque, but taken to the next level. He, he has the, the loud, bombastic style, but he's he can be much more technical than Bonham ever was. And go listen to the first three Mars Volta records. You'll 
that you have your fucking mind blown by his drumming. It's fantastic. And go watch any of the the videos of him playing with the Mars Volta before he got kicked out. He was the 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 jamming that the band did and Theodore leading that was just so fucking good. Amazing drummer. And then go check out his his band before the Mars Volta called Golden. They were really good too. And um now he plays for Queens of the Stone Age and makes Unfortunately, their the last Queen's album was not very good. And they did not utilize his drumming at all. They instead they used like triggers and drum machines and shit. Yeah. It was awful. Awful. God how the drum machines. Okay, so we're we're okay. we're done with our bassists. We're, yeah. we're done with our drummers. Yeah. Let's move on to our top five guitar players. Yeah. I can name I can name your number one. I know I could do that. Or I can name your top two, I said. I okay. should say. But we'll, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. All right. So who do you got for your your fifth best guitar player? Um, this is this is the guy that that inspired me to start playing guitar, and that's Chris Caraba, baby. Oh, number really? five. I thought, I thought you were gonna say Van Halen. No. Even though Eruption was one of the reasons why I wanted to get like an electric guitar, Chris Caraba was the reason why I started playing guitar. Dashboard Confessional has just been this this growth on me this mole that has just never gone away and i to this day man i just i love almost everything that he does even kind of yes sort remember that new song that came out like last year oh yeah i remember oh. that was like a really different song it was so boss so but chris Kravin, man it's just not just the way he sings but he's 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 perfectly like meshed with his guitar playing capabilities. He uses a lot of open tuning so he can just strum all of the strings at once and just give this huge big sound that just goes so well with his voice. Yeah. And at times he's just banging on that acoustic guitar. And he plays like almost all of my favorite stuff has always just been like acoustic. And he plays it so well that he can just sing and scream and his guitar is doing the exact same thing. Like his guitar is a part of him. His guitar is alive. It's like this weird ventriloquist act that the guitar <laughs> has its strings up him and making him talk. It's, 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 it's crazy. It is crazy. And if you haven't listened to Dashboard Confessional, you should listen to Place You've Come to Fear the Most or Swiss Army Romance or any of the early EPs. It's a life-changing experience. It really is. But isn't his, their, their first album, The Swiss Army Romance, isn't that not on Spotify? I don't know. What's I, the one that's not... I just ordered one that was vinyl. Oh. Of course you did. You're always ordering vinyl. I know. Always ordering vinyl. Never fucking stops. Oh boy. I'm I'm mad at I'm mad at my, my vinyl right now because it did not come today. Which one? Your Weezer? No, my one of my Omar records that I ordered on Monday or on Sunday, but shipped out on Monday from Long Beach, California. Oh, yeah. Which is about roughly twenty miles from here. Um, has been sitting there for the last four days and it said it was supposed to be here today by 8 o'clock and then I checked the tracking number and it said oh it's going to be arriving late but it's in transit from Long Beach fucking yep. 20 miles away 20 fucking miles away and it's taking four fucking days good old Espis fucking bullshit and, this is, and you know <laughs> if this is like a one time thing I would understand but this is not the first time this has happened with the postal service, like ever since I started buying anything like from eBay fucking 15 years ago or Amazon 15 years ago, it's always been the shit. Like 
The postal service fucking blows. If it's they any, suck. If it's any consolation, I mean, there are millions of people that also this is happening to. True, I know. I so know. That, I understand. That should that. make you feel better, but even kind of more mad that they are so bad at the one thing they're supposed to do. But you know, more bigger government. That's always good, right? UPS should just buy them. Buy them out, baby. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So so you're so yeah, Chris Crabbe was your number five, huh? Yep. Okay, here we go. Here are my my top five. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm. He's my number five. He was the he was the artist that introduced me to blues music when I was freshman in high school. I was watching MTV two and uh and a Stevie Ray or no, it was like MTV hits or something like that. It was some channel that only played music videos and it was like blues hour and stevie ray vaughn came on and, and he was he played leave my little girl alone and or leave my girl alone and i i mean my mind was i just blown i could not believe that somebody could play guitar like that and then i went down the rabbit hole of stevie ray vaughn and i bought a few of his records and i loved him and then that led me to muddy waters and bb king robert johnson so on and so forth but yeah, he was the, he was my introduction to to blues music. So, okay. Steve Ray Vaughan, a, a monster of a guitar player, monster of a singer, monster of a songwriter. I mean, his renditions of of Little Wing or his rendition of Little Wing from uh, by Jimi Hendrix, fucking better than Jimi Hendrix version, like for sure, better than Hendrix. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care how controversial that is. His Little Wing version was better. Just saying. Okay. Steve Ravon was was absolutely insane. Well, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. <sighs> boy, oh boy. All right. So yeah, he's, my no- he's my number five. What do you got for number Starting four? Starting off strong. Well, kind of keeping in, in with the blues theme. Um, I had Sun House for the longest time as being my kind of introduction to to blues. And uh, yeah. Delta Blues specifically. And, and he's just always been so great. I've, I've loved him for so long. But... After buying some more vinyl this week, I realized that Lead Belly is my favorite blues guitarist. Yeah. It, because he's, with like no training, with, with nothing really going on, with no one to refer to, with, with no one to help, just doing everything on his own, he achieves sound that people today still can't do after formal training, after years of practice. He's, he, he did things with shit machinery, with shit guitars, with, with guitars that aren't even crafted the way they are today. He achieves sound that people cannot still achieve today. And it's good. Yeah, I think you're right. And just because you're a pioneer of something or the first to do something doesn't always mean that you're the best at it. But in this case, yes. Yes, it does mean that, <laughs> that he is the best blues guitarist that has ever lived. Yes. I'm surprised that, that a Delta Blues guitarist is so high, is even on, a, on your list. Sunhouse, I've, I've, I've always loved him. He's always been my favorite Delta Blues artist. But after mm. after listening to a lot of, of Lead Belly this past couple of weeks, I just, I don't know, man, he really blew my mind. Really, something's really, something just clicked. And it's weird because mm. he's kind of been in like the, he's been like, I guess, the top five blues guitarist for me. But mostly because of his, of his like melodies, his songs, not because of his guitar playing. Yeah. But that's all changed, okay. baby. No. Clearly, wow, that's crazy. I listened to Lead Belly last night. Oh, it's great, great. Damn, fate. It is a shame though that that some of these recordings are so bad that 
you can only you can only hear so much of like the range. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like unless like you you like turn your speakers up super high, like it's hard to hear a lot of the nuance of their playing. Which it's such a shame, man, because these guys were so fucking good. And they were so unique, especially at that time. It was. That's was what's nuts. that's what's like truly unbelievable is is guys like Lead Belly, Blind Lemon Jefferson, Robert Johnson. They were unique to each other, and mm-hmm. for for a genre of music that is kind of defined geographically and by sound for all of these guitarists that didn't really have a band didn't play with anybody else it was just chris caraba style they all sound so fucking different do that. <laughs> that straight up was it's comparing chris caraba to the great delta blues how is come a, on, a guy playing on. guitar comparing to a guy playing a guitar come on, come on. don't be silly Then then I might as well put Billy Corgan on my list, right? At at guitar playing's most basic, it's it's going to be an acoustic guitar and just somebody noodling on acoustic guitar or singing in its most purest form. Okay. Okay. You start adding electricity and amplifiers and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Billy, huh? Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you you have some good taste. So fuck yeah, at this guy. point, go ahead say Tom <laughs> DeLonge or Omar. Now, you know who I wanted to say like it was a was a close runner up. I know you're gonna completely disagree with this, but he was he almost broke the top five oh, as a guitar player. Is Billy Corgan, dude? His guitar playing and his songwriting guitar playing abilities are just so fucking underrated. He's such a sick guitar player. But he, he almost broke my top five, and I was very surprised by that. But, I'm, I'm glad he did I've been didn't. listening to a lot of Pumpkins. I've been listening to a lot of Pumpkins this week, and fuck, dude, his guitar playing is so good. And his, his acoustic stuff is really good, too. Oh, dude, he's, he's a great guitar player, great songwriter. But anyway, enough of Billy Corgan, right? Yes. Uh, my, my, number four, <laughs> my number four is Jimmy Page. Uh, I had to throw him on here because... I mean, the dude was truly influential. I, I uh, it was tough. I either wanted to put Jimmy Page or Tony Iommi, but there's just more that Jimmy Page has done that I like, and he's more of like a. Uh, I feel like he he's more well-rounded than Tony Iommi. And yeah, Jimmy Page. I mean, I love Led Zeppelin. Who doesn't? The dude is remarkable. He's sloppy, but the dude's fucking great. That that adds to his style and his attitude and i love it so, yeah jimmy page my number my number four okay okay all right all right all right all right my number three is jimmy page as well well not as well but <laughs> not as well but yeah it's your number three that's my number three uh, i i think like objectively he, he is the greatest of all time but he's just not my my favorite but he does it all he can do anything he can do anything almost as good as the best players can do what they are known for and that's what makes oh, him boy. so damn great. See, now I know who your number one is. Now that Jimmy Page is off the list, I know who your number one is. Right. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'll be so fucking surprised if you can name my number one. I know who your number one is. I, I will, know for I a fact will legit be surprised. <laughs> who do you think it is? I'm not going to say. I'm gonna, I'll wait till we get to the number one. But I know it is. Okay. All right. I bet you don't know who my number one is. It's either Omar or Tom. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, <laughs> Number two is going to be Tom, and number one is going to be Omar. 
God, no. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my my third my third guitarist is uh, Head from Corn. Well, yeah, surprise. You know, honestly, people don't give this dude enough credit because the the guy can shred. Yeah, he he can play technically like he can play like technical guitar, but he chooses not to in the band. But then what he created, what he helped create within the band, was was truly something unique. And other bands have tried to replicate it since, and nobody's done it as well. Like it always sounds like a copycat. And Head is such a unique guitar player in that sense that. You know, he, he has to be he has to be on my list, and he's created some of my favorite songs of all time. The melody, I mean, he's just the, the dude is fucking. He's he's a wildly underrated guitar player, and it sucks. Like Corn is an underrated band, and it's it's a shame. It's a it's truly a shame. But Head, <laughs> the guitar player from Corn, okay, the dude is a fucking great guitar player. All right, great songwriter, great guitar player. And you have no right to talk because I know who your number one is, and you saying that. Your number one is insane. There's no way you know who my number one is. I know who your number one is. I I need to know right now. <laughs> no, we'll we'll get there. So who, who do you got for number two? I I feel like I lean towards very basic style of guitar playing. Exactly. I I like just I like things that are just stripped down. I like I like raw. I I prefer just a connection between the player and the guitar. I don't like a lot of effects. I don't like a lot of fluff. Just, just give me some good, give me some good licks. Mm-hmm. Jack White is my number two. Jack White is my second favorite guitarist. Wow, I'm surprised that's so high, dude. He's, he is, okay. he is what I would like to be as a guitarist, because he can do some really complex stuff. He's a fantastic, much like in the vein like Billy Joe, who is surprisingly mm-hmm. really good at guitar as well. So is Jack White. Jack White is a phenomenal guitarist, but his style is his own. And it's hmm, okay. fantastic. It's so basic. It's so bluesy. It's so lead belly. It's so stripped down and raw, but heavy and crunchy. And it's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, it's a great choice, but I did not expect that him to even break your top five. I really thought Eddie Van Halen was going to be in your top five, and I know he's not your number one. So, but I really thought he was going to be in your top five. Nah. Damn, I just like his crazy. solos. I, I I think Eddie Van I like Eddie Van Halen's solos. <laughs> that's about I mean, it. He does have amazing solos, but dude, his riffs, Van Halen's riffs are pretty insane too. Uh, it's just a shame that Sammy Hagar was such a shitty vocalist. Because some was, of those songs could have been really good. He, it wasn't just like the vocal. It was just like, how do you fill the shoes of David Lee Roth? How do you how do you? Well, get, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. How do you get that, that charismatic as well? Like Sammy Hagar was was nowhere near on the level of charisma as, as David Lee Roth was. He, he was like twenty five percent of David Lee Roth, and he tried. He tried so hard, but it was so <laughs> sad and pathetic. And like even outside of music, uh, he tried to do so many things, and it's like, dude, why don't you just focus on being fun first? <laughs> <laughs> he was such a phony. Yeah. So my number two is uh, Tosa Nabasi. He's the uh, the guitar player, the mastermind behind the band Animals as Leaders. They're an instrumental prog rock band, and uh, Tosin he, uh, I think, like I've always kind of thought this, like he is the the modern reincarnation of Robert Johnson, in the sense that Robert Johnson created different styles and variations of playing back in the twenties and 
the teens, ni- the 1910s. And I feel like when Tosin Abasi came along uh, in, the, in like 2000, he, or no, like in the late 2000s, he, he also was creating a style of playing that was unheard of. It was very, very technical. And a lot of bands since then have started using that style and trying to copy that style, but never doing it quite as well as Tosin did. So I've always felt like he was the reincarnation of Robert Johnson. He was, he was like bringing in the, the new generation of rock music in a way. And, um, and he, the, the dude's an incredible player and his style and for, for being such like a, a technical and proggy player, he has like beautiful melodies and just instrumental music, which a lot of instru- instrumental music doesn't really come across as, especially when it's that technical. But for whatever reason, there's something about his playing that just, it's just so beautiful. It's so fucking beautiful. And the layering and the, uh, dude, the guy's, the guy's absolutely insane. Playing on the eight string guitar. Okay. Right. And, and now, and now he has his own company where he, he custom made or he builds his own guitars and everything. And he, he, he like specially like makes them like with like, he, he's created like, he's like patented and like created new styles of, uh, guitars, like with, they're called like a, like Fanny, like, um, uh, fucking, what is the fucking word? Fanny packs? Frets. No, like fan frets. Oh. So like, cause normally the frets on your guitar are straight, like vertical, but on his guitars, they're, they're slightly slanted. And it's called like fans, so it's it's easier to, to play certain chords and certain notes and and do certain like uh, things with your with your hands. It makes it just easier and and all that kind of stuff, which I thought was dude, the, the guy's the guy's absolutely incredible. Okay, so that's Tosin Abasi. All right, all right. So who do you got for your number one? Oh, actually, I know who your number one is. Sorry, who, who is it? Go, Bradley Knoll. Yeah, yeah, you fucking idiot, saying I don't know. I know I'm, you better than you know me. I'm, I, honestly, you know I'm surprised that you, you picked that as my number one. I think we both have like very different things that we listen for and, and look for in like a guitarist, which is, oh, which yeah. is interesting. And especially because we do have a lot of overlap in music that we like. Like We both like almost all of the same music, but that same music is picked apart so differently between both of us. It really is. It's strange. Very bizarre. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> but wow! I'm like just now realizing that. But yeah, you're right. Like, there's not a whole lot of stuff that that like even corn, even like stupid pop punk stuff, even like anything. Like, we both there is common ground there, but it's it's com- it's heard completely differently between both of us. Yeah, but but Bradley Noel, man, I, I I've always said Sublime is is one of the most underrated bands of all time, even though they are highly popular, but more regionalized to. Southern California and the West Coast, but Bradley Noel, man, I think, I think his relationship that he had with his guitar was, was in the same vein as 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 some of my other top guitarists. But he was just always fun. He was just always happy, and it came through in his guitar playing. Mm-hmm. And it's much like Jack White is very stripped down. It's still very formulaic. In the it, Jack White's guitar playing is still very formulaic. Bradley Knowles was sloppy like Page. It was it was it wasn't really thought out that well sometimes and he just kind of went with it but it was always just like an extension of him him playing and then he adds his vocals to it i mean that, that was just you know, that's that's the bee's knees right there but <laughs> i could listen to him just riffing and just jamming like all day and it's not just because i really like the reggae stuff that they did or like the punk stuff but sublime did it all and like oh man everything bradley noel did acoustic electric everything 
was catchy, was was melodic, was fun, was complex, was was basic. He does it all. Not yeah. as good as other people can do it. I mean, he's not as not nearly as technical as, as some of the top fifty guitarists of all time. But of course not. But that doesn't make you right. It's the feeling and talking yeah. about feeling, man. This guy had feeling, and his damn, it's just so underrated. And he's such an underrated person. And that band is so underrated, and it irritates me. It really did. Does. You ever did you ever get into the to the one? It wasn't even like an actual record. It was like the live acoustic performance that he did. But they they put it out like on CD. It was like the the gold CDR. I think that was Stand by Your Van, or was that, that Stand was, by Your or Van? that was Bradley Nolan Friends. I don't remember which one it is. It's the but one that had like wrong way, and he was like fucked it up and forgot yeah, the lyrics. It, yeah, that was yeah, uh, that was, he was all Nolan fucked up. Friends. He was like drinking too much. Yeah. yeah. Did you like that? Because I, I, mean, I haven't listened to it in years. I mean, it's been like probably ten years since I listened to it. Yeah. So like that album, um, it was like one of those clear ones, so you could see like the CDR. And it was written, and it said like Bradley Nolan friends or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah, just a, yeah. it was a comp of acoustic songs by him, and I think the first track was Wrong Way, and it was like less than a minute long because he completely fucks it up and forgets the lyrics and plays parts differently, and it was so bad. And it was, but it was just so, it, uh, it was so endearing the way he plays the guitar and just like these are his songs, and I don't know. I, I feel like these are what guitar players like strive to be is just connected so well with your own music and even though he fucked it up bad <laughs> yeah. that's that's who Bradley Nolan was that was the was. charm that like, was the charm of his his playing like I, I think that he wouldn't even give a shit if he didn't make any money from, from Sublime he probably would have preferred not to make any money in hindsight he just wanted to jam with his friends he just wanted to play guitar he just loved the music and just loved being happy mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what it, that's like every time he plays guitar it translates I can hear that he just seemed like the most carefree person ever, you know. Every, any interview ever you ever saw with him and his music and everything, he was just like, he just seems so down to earth and so fucking cool. But, you know, heroin gets you. Heroin gets you every time. It really time. gets you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fuck, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Bradley Dole. I knew it, man. I knew it. Fucking knew it. I, thought, I actually thought Rivers was going to make an appearance on your, your top five. but It's kind of interesting that nobody from Weezer made an appearance in my top five. Yeah, it is interesting. Notice how nobody from Blink has made my top five yet. Hmm. Interesting, isn't well, it? Well, I mean, Omar's going to be your number one. I was surprised that Tom wasn't like number... F- I was thinking like four or five. Come on, man. I'm more sensible than that. Come on. We're not, we're not talking songwriters here. We're talking... We're, we're talking individuals so but yeah so yeah my number one like you said it's omar rodriguez lopez so if you don't know who he is i mean if you listen to the pod you probably know who he is <laughs> you probably know who he is <laughs> the mars volta at the drive-in anti-mask de facto bosnian rainbows just to name a couple or a few but you know he the, the dude is the the guy is truly remarkable he's such a great just such an amazing player with so much feel and zero training and that he could just like keep up with players who have been trained is even cooler to me you know and he can write really really great music and the guy is is truly unique to himself and i i I absolutely respect the hell out of him and his music there's nobody better than omar guitar playing wise there's nobody with that much feel that than omar 
it's absolutely. I mean, sometimes he's a dick, but <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's few and far between. Like he, at least the dude's fucking honest, and he just kind of he. Yeah. I respect the honesty because he's like he's not like being mean. He's just saying I'm just gonna do what I want because it's what I enjoy doing. And if you enjoy it, then that's great. If not, then I'm not gonna cater to everybody. I can't. I'm not gonna do that. I want to make myself happy, and I absolutely respect that. So. Dude, the guy, the guy's fucking killer. Go check out the Mars Volta. Go check out his solo. Well, check out some of his solo stuff, because like seventy-five percent of it's shit. But dude, even to listen to seventy-five percent of his solo stuff is a is a task. <laughs> I know. It's a fucking <laughs> it's task. Like, it's like a hundred solo records. <laughs> at, I think by this point, Fuck, he was coming out with like what was it? I think it was like in two thousand seventeen or eighteen. He was coming out with two records every month for that year. I think that was like, and that that was being like generous, you know. He he was putting out so much shit that he, that he had recorded over the years. But yeah, Omar is great, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. We I'm, we'll talk. I mean, obviously, we talk about him all the time because how can you not? So it's true. He's I mean, my I, I I don't I don't deny that he's good, and he does a lot of things that I think is is some of the best ever. Ooh, JD there, but you know, I, he's he's alright. He's okay. Never better. Never heard better than Omar. Okay, we're 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 done with these uh, these damn guitar players. Let's let's move on to our uh, top five vocalists, or do we want to do rappers? Whatever you want to do, vocalists, vocalists. Let's do let's do vocalists. Okay, so so who do you have for your number five top vocalist? Number uh, number number five, number fifth. Number cinco <laughs> vocalist is uh, Chris Caraba. He already made my list as, as, as one of my favorite guitarists. Chris Caraba, I think, is a fantastic singer. And it's insane. How is it? In, he's a good singer, for one. For what he does, he is the best at it. No one writes better emo songs. No one wrote better emo songs than Chris Caraba. His range is unbelievable, and his emotion is unbelievable. Uh, that, except, oh, no. Only one song is is his emotion. Which one? Like Bitter Pill. Was that the one that like the one of the last songs on that record? Yeah, and he's just like screams. Oh, oh dude, that oh, song oh. is so good. That song is solid. Dude, you <sighs> you, you got to listen to Swiss Army Romance. Then there's a lot of good stuff on there. It's not on, or it wasn't on Spotify, so I, I never I listened to it. I don't listen to Spotify anymore. So you only know. listen to vinyl. I only I'm, I'm only vinyls now. <laughs> like you're becoming more and more of a of a. Dummy of a butthole, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chris Crabba, number five. Uh, so oh, that's crazy! Fucking Chris Crabba, like, what the fuck are you thinking? What are you thinking? He's, he's just he's just good, man. That's that's what I I I try to I try to choose like good artists as opposed to you just just chose like you know easy stuff. Oh, he's pretty technical. Oh, yeah. He's he's pretty good. I said that with one player. I I, with, with I try to choose person. like people with feeling. You know, let's we should do this one more time with feeling, and then maybe that'll oh that'll God. get better. One more time with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song though, too. That is. That is uh, should have been in my top five. Uh, anyway, uh, so are we doing my number five? Yeah. Vocalist. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think you're gonna hate most of these vocalists. Actually, I know you're going to hate some of them, for sure. But my number five is Nick 13 from Tiger Army. Uh, 
He has one of the most unique voices, I think, in music. There's nobody that sounds like <laughs> this guy. What? Okay. Come on. Okay. What? All right. You, who sounds like Nick 13? I mean, I don't know. Pretty much anyone who sings that type of music. No, they, oh, dude, get the fuck out of here. Get oh, the fuck okay. out of here. All right. But Nick, there, no, the, the, the dude's a really, really great vocalist. And his, I mean, because he, he writes most of the music, or if not all the music for Tiger Army. And it just, it shows. Like, he, he blends his vocals with the music. Like, it's all, it's like what you were saying with, like, Bradley Knoll and Chris Carrabba. Like, it's, it's the combination of everything that makes them great. And I feel like that's what Nick 13 is, but his, his voice is like so crooning and so interesting that I've always like been very drawn to it in, in everything that he's done with Tiger. I mean, then his solo record, I've just been so drawn to that. I, I think he's, he's, he's one of my favorites, but okay. Nick 13, All Nick right. 13's my number Nick five. 13, number five, yeah. Nick 15, even my number four, my number four, um, I've come to like him a lot in, in, in recent years. He, he, ten years ago, this guy definitely would not be in my top five. But Buck Owens is my number four. Really? Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just um, he he has he is such a unique like Western voice, and his delivery is 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 kind of fun, and it sounds like he's having fun, and he sings a lot. Uh, th- there's a lot of songs that he sings that are just kind of goofy, and they don't take themselves seriously at all. They're very just aloof and, and dumb and unnecessary. And I, I think he just has fun. He, he's like the Bradley Knoll kind of the singers. And he just has, he has a good time. Everything he sings about is so inconsequential. They don't mean anything. And he knows that. He's just here to have a good time. Yeah. It almost sounds like you're talking about Tom DeLonge. No, definitely not. Oh, look, let's just stop talking for a second and listen to how goofy Tom sounds or how much fun he's <laughs> having on this song. Ah. Number four, Buck Owens. <laughs> <laughs> now that, that's a solid pick, I, but I, I'm very surprised that he's so high. That's good. No, good for you. Good for you, Jeff. Good for you. Now this one you're going to hate. Oh, you're going to be so mad. It's probably Jonathan Davis or, or, or Maynard. Now you like Maynard or something. No, probably some, or Billy Corgan. No, you're going to hate it even more than that. Oh, jeez. It's Chino Moreno. Oh, from dude. Tones. Yes, I, wow. I th- my my top five vocalists were was that this is like one of my hardest categories outside of the rappers. This this was the hardest one for me, and I was just like going Clearly. through like bands I really like and I love, and I'm like, dude, Chino has always, not always, but like in the last like twelve or so years, like his, his vocals are just so interesting to me. Like he has so many different variations and styles, and he he plays to the songs that the, the the rest of the band writes for 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 the band and then dude I, I feel like he's he's so unique and he's so fucking cool man and he has such a just such an interesting range not like in a vocal ability but just a range in like styles i, I think he, he's I truly don't fantastic fucking get it i know you don't get i don't get it <laughs> chino moreno man Fucking man, the Deftones is like one of the most boring bands of all time. <laughs> I you'll don't get there someday. You, you'll you'll discover that groove. And you'll I, discover I would that rather heaviness. listen to Tool than, than the Deftones. I'll get the fuck Absolutely. Out of that's just that's just silly. That's silly talk. Uh, I just don't get it. That's silly boy talk. We we don't we don't we don't do silly boy talk here. All right, number number three for me, um, Fogarty. 
Which one, though? What the fuck? No, well, John, only one. Only one. <laughs> well, that, there is only one now. But well, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. John Fogarty. I, he, 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 he's got that sound down, and he's not a bad singer either. He posted a video not too long ago during the quarantine where he sang like an acoustic thing of uh, uh, "Looking Out My Back Door." Mm. And he's just kind of like out, like on his back porch or something in the woods, and he's just looking off into the sunset or something. And it's like he can still sing, man. He's, he carries a tune so damn well. And songwriting, I mean, the dude is just almost unmatched. Talk about writing banger after banger after banger. CCR is an American institute. It's a global institution. But only, but but also, only wrote banger after banger after banger for like six years. But he wrote like. Fucking five and albums of banger after and that was banger it. after banger. But that was it. Some people don't even look at the Deftones. They wrote zero bangers Aww. after after how many years have the Deftones been been trying to trying to bang? Deftones Deftones have written more bangers than CCR have. <laughs> oh, you're funny, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's you must be drinking nice. poo brain juice. <laughs> yeah, my number three is uh, is Mr. Mr. J F. John Mr. Fogarty. J. John Frusciante, that's who. Okay, <laughs> man, John, I'm, Buck Owens and John Fogarty, those ones, I'm surprised. I don't know why you're surprised. And Caraba too. Like I'm, like what? What's going I on? Like, with I you feel like I, I, I feel like your your surprisedness. Like, do you even know me? Do you know anything about me? <laughs> I know you. Like what? I honestly know you better than you know yourself. Like, so apparently that, that, not. That's why I'm, I'm shocked. I'm currently shocked. But damn. Okay. All right. So my number three, I mean, you're going to love me for this one, but Jonathan Davis. How can I not? Such range. Come on, dude. Jonathan Davis. What a, what a consistently like interesting and cool singer, you know? He only does one thing that's interesting. The scatting. That's it. That's the only (laughs) interesting thing that he has. Everything else is, that's fine. Yeah, you love that first corn record. You were blown away by that first. Uh, it's pretty record. good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Definitely not because of the vocals. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that oh. right now. God. You're crazy. Oh, this is a good Blink song, by the way. Jonathan but uh, no, Jonathan Davis. I mean, no, nobody sounds like Jonathan Davis. Nobody wants to sound like. No, nobody wants to smell like shit either. It doesn't make shit good. <laughs> nobody but nobody sounds, sounds like him, and he's 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 truly unique. He's he's actually a good singer. Like he's not he's not bad at all. And bringing your Buck Owens connection into this, he owns or he he owns Buck Owens Studio in Bakersfield. So there you go. He's cool. He, to deal with it. He is cool now. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's 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 go forward here. <laughs> okay. Dumb. My number two is Edie Gourmet. Um, I I uh, I've liked her for a long time. My my grandparents had some had some compact discs. That I've heard, "I'll Take Romance" is one of the earliest kind of jazz tunes I remember and picked up and kind of carried forward into my life. And I've I've loved that. And ever since I started collecting vinyls too, man, I just I I I I I, I get my little grabby fingers all over them. I I I, I grab them all, I grab them all. I have like four Edie Gourmet records here for you too. I have I have four that I've bought, and I've listened <laughs> to all have of them eight, at I mean, least two times. You have eight of them, and four of them I have. So she's she's just very uh, like for that time period too. I mean, you know that, that that kind of time period, very very typical, very very f- typical feminine singing styles. It's easy, but but damn, this girl's got range, and and she she kills it. She's a fantastic singer, 
and she's done so much work and it's so different too the stuff that she did with her husband Steve the stuff that she did with the trio the stuff that she did by herself but much in the vein of like Omar where yeah she's she's done like a thousand fucking albums and you're bound to get some of them good but everything I've heard of her is just absolutely fantastic she's a phenomenal singer how how dare you 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 speak ill of of Omar I know. I, 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 that's I, horrible. I do feel bad for, for even putting him in the same sentence as Edie. That's, <laughs> she, she, she didn't deserve that. <laughs> I, I know who your number one is now, though. Oh, I yeah. for sure I, know who your number in, one is. The, the first time I bought that album, is she has been my favorite singer of all time. Ah, I mean, it's not bad. I, it's, it's a great number one for you, for sure. Great number one in general. But uh, but my my number two... Is uh, Cedric Bixler, Bixler Zavala? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm <laughs> out. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> oh, dude. He, he's not my number one, though. Come on, he's not my number one. I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, come on. He, he he fronted the Mars Volta at the drive-in, a couple other bands, and he, uh, dude, he he's one of the greatest frontmen of all time. Like you can't deny that he's one of the greatest frontmen. And his and that vocals would have been a cool are. Category too, we forgot. What? I said that would have been a cool category too that we forgot. Like frontman. Oh, frontman. Oh yeah, that would have been really cool, huh? Yeah. But Cedric would have been on top, so okay. we all know my number one on that. But no, Cedric. He's a he's a cool vocalist too. He's not the greatest singer, and but he he has his thing, man. He has his groove and he has his his style, and it's truly fucking cool. He's cool as hell. And you throw Omar in the mix with him, it's just you got you got a great pair right there, a perfect pair, <laughs> a PP. You have a you have a you have a PP. Right <laughs> a PP, okay. You have a PP with him. All right. But uh, but yeah, Cedric Bixler Zavala, fucking great. My one of my second favorite vocalists. Super fucking rad. Okay. Great from there. So who do you got? Oh, I know you're number one. I think I mean probably anybody who's listened to the pod before. I've I've said this multiple times over the course of the years we've been doing this pod. But uh, Regina Spector, she's my favorite singer of all time. Easy peasy. Ever since I first bought Begin to Hope, that was it. Like it, it never changed. She never fell from the number one spot. She's like the, I don't know, like like the Michael Jackson Thriller being the best album selling all time since '84. <laughs> untouched. I don't know how, but untouched. But yeah, she's absolutely fantastic. And talk about like. By getting your emotion across, but also being unique in your singing capabilities, and also just being a fantastic singer. Like, this girl has yeah. it all. She's the whole package, as they say. She hits every checkbox. It's unbelievable how, I mean, even kind of underrated she is, right? Because mm-hmm. I, oh, I don't think she gets a lot of recognition. But damn, this girl is just unbelievable. And just her, her glottal stops that she uses. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Her glottal stops are just, uh, God, that word is so ugly. And it is, it is when awful. you describe what a glottal stop is, it sounds ugly. And singing in <laughs> half English, half Russian could possibly also be very ugly. But, dude, this girl could just, she could do anything. She could make anything ugly sound just absolutely magnificent. <laughs> anything. Anything. Uh, that's great. Oh, I got goosebumps. You know what's funny? That the song playing in the background... Listen to that vocalist right there. Oh, this better not be your number one. Oh, look at that. What a song to be playing while you're talking about Regina Spector, too. Love is dangerous. But yeah, Regi- Regina Spector, that, that's a solid that's a solid number one. I I can't I can't make fun of you for that. 
Well, I can't laugh at you. I can't wonder you can't why you're so dumb. Can't make fun of me dumb. for any of these. They're they're all bangers. These, these are oh. objectively the top five yeah. vocalists of all time. Yeah, definitely not true. <laughs> so the, the actual the best vocalist of all time is actually Brandon Boyd oh. from the Incubuses. He's um, I mean we we talked about we talked about Incubus and Brandon Boyd a few weeks ago on the pod. We did Morning View and dude, the guy he has such a fucking great voice. It's so nice and it fits all the different styles that they've they've done over the years and man i i just every vocal performance from them i've always enjoyed music some of their music has been whatever whatever and okay but his vocals always pierce through all of that and it gets me every time i don't know what it is i, I feel like don't know what it is about him like he's great i i feel i feel like he's upper middle class he's top tier middle tier <laughs> not okay. not quite in the top tier but he's good He's no Regina Spector, I guess. I'm, I'm just glad you put him over fucking Chino, to be honest. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, Brandon Boyd's such a great singer, man. It's great. Yeah. Okay. All right. 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 That leads us to our rappers. rappers. You obviously love Andre 3000. So <laughs> is he your number five? No. I've, I've, I've come to like this guy more since we've, we did uh, 36 Chambers and... ODB, man, old dirty bastard. This oh, guy is God. unbelievable. He is so cool. Everything about him is just, is absolutely awesome. And he's very unique, kind of in the same vein as Eazy-E, who's also very unique. But just awful. The way, just like the way he kind of like half raps, half sings, and just bad. And everything about him is just bad, but it's he's just like he's so outrageous. He's so over the top in everything he does, and it's it's absolutely perfect. I think he's fantastic. And his return to 36 Chambers, uh, his 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 first album that he did after Wu-Tang fucking perfect album fantastic album possibly the best out of all the all of the original members who did an album after the 36 Chambers that's possibly the best one even better than Method Man yeah oh yeah for sure but ODB baby okay I I don't get it just 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 like I don't get easy I just don't get it just dirty bad rapping that just somehow look at Snoop man if Snoop can do it anybody can do it I mean yeah that's a good point that's a very good point but at least oh well, no I guess no don't there, there is no at <laughs> least with Snoop Snoop is bad <laughs> I was well, I was gonna say at least his beats were good but so were uh, Wu-Tang's so yeah I, I have nothing no rebuttal there no rebuttal right. there okay uh, this this was this was the hardest one for me because I, I like hip-hop but I don't I don't have like the same admiration for it as you do, but so this was this was really hard. But my number five, I've always liked him is Jay Z. I Ooh. think he has one of the coolest flows, one of the best flows in hip hop and rap. It's just, it's so good. I don't like all of his music, but the dude has fucking talent. And the songs that I do like, I, I think are just they're they're fucking amazing. He is so, he, he's a great rapper. He's one he's of the really greatest great. of all time. He's a fantastic rapper. He has this like uh, this flow that's just so buttery and smooth and it is commanding and it's just it's it's weird because I don't even like him at all. Like as a person, as as anything, I, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because East Coast versus West Coast thing. I don't know, mm. but damn, dude, he has some fucking banger songs. He really does, and he, the way he can speed up and slow down. But still, like keep the flow, like going is, it's it's great, man. The, the the guy is truly talented, but yeah, he's 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 my number five. 
Jay-Z is my number five. All right. All right. So what do you got for your number four? Number four. This one popped in here like three to four days ago. Never even gave this okay. one a never even gave this one a, 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 a second thought. Never even listened to the music, I guess like ever even. But Lil Kim. Oh my god. Dude, dude she is number really? four. She is absolutely fantastic. Her her not just like her delivery, which is just flawless and super tight, but also very like disrespectful, but in a in a really cool way. But what she's saying was just absolutely amazing at a time when again going back to a different pod that we did but when it was okay for men to smut talk women and and we accepted that in rap music she did the same thing she smut talked men and it was just unbelievable it blew my mind it was so cool i loved it you know i know you like little kim but i just i don't i don't i don't know i don't get it you gotta listen like when was the last time if ever you actually like listened to her Oh, it's probably been like fifteen years. Okay, and then it, so or like if not your, longer, your, your ears were years. still run over by a truck back then, which they are still yeah, today. Like they they were consistently being run over by a truck, like like you know, run over and then backed over, run over, backed over. Man, just if if you want to, if you have any interest, her 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 first album, Hardcore, is just it's unbelievable. Mm. I don't know, man, but to rate her in your top five, top that's five, baby, shocking. What? <laughs> Shocking blue. I swear to God, if if Debrat is 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 in your top five, <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. No, I haven't listened. To that I'm gonna be yet. so mad. <laughs> Debrat, <laughs> you haven't listened to it? Not yet. No. Okay. Oh, fuck with God. my record player all day. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Uh, but little Kim. Okay. I mean, yes. I mean, I guess that's cool. Whatever. There's no Nicki Minaj, but that's cool. Oh, dude, you better not be putting Nicki Minaj in your top five. I'm gonna disconnect <laughs> right now. I have my finger on the trigger. Think about the okay, so my number four. This one was really tough because I couldn't just pick one person from this because this group has to be counted as one. The Beastie Boys, and that's that's the Beastie Boys. Like you can't because remember I was talking about them last night. That's I was fair. Trying to figure out like I was trying to figure out like which one of which one from the group I liked the most, but I can't because they're so intertwined and the way that they they rap rap with one another and the way they they play off of one another. Like you, that's what that's where their charm is—is is that interplay between the three members, and you you can't separate one from the other. You have to just the Beastie Boys are one are one whole thing. No, I, that's, that's it. Might fair. be cheating, but I don't care. Beastie Boys are my number four. Okay, they're fucking so good. All right, and all they right. and they actually write and produce all their own music. Well, I mean, not they, produce it, and they but started they, as they a punk band, and I mean they're. They are so much cooler than even we think how cool they are. They're they're even cooler than that. Yeah. No, I... Fuck, dude, I know. I know. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's, that's so, a solid pick. Yeah, the Beastie Boys. Can't fuck with them. Um, number three for me, uh, Eminem. I mean, dude, I... I was, I was curious if he was going to make your top five or not. He, he's... Really curious about that. He's kind of like the first person I really listened to when I, when I was getting kind of into hip-hop he was the person that, that I kind of leaned on because he's, he's so accessible. He's made so much music and it's pretty much all fucking good. Like it's all at least okay to good to great. And he's done so many yeah. things that are great. One of my favorite hip hop songs of all time is still Stan. I love Stan. I think Stan is unbelievably good. And Eminem is, is, is insane. He's great. He, he, he adapts with the times and then can still rap 
the current style better than most of the people trying to rap the current style as an old guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I get it, man. He's, he is very unique. He is very, very good. Yeah, oh, number three. Man, that's your number three. Okay. My number three is a, is a newcomer, a newcomer to my list, uh, to my general knowledge, really, and that's Chuck D. Hell yeah. Dude, Chuck D is just, his voice, that commanding voice is just, you can't be beat. The only person who has almost as much of a commanding voice would be Ice Cube. But Chuck D just takes it to this other level. Like, you like you actually respect this man. Like, he's not, you don't fuck with him. Like, he, he's not like a, like, don't fuck with, you don't want to fuck with Ice Cube because, like, you feel like he's going to fuck you up. Yeah. But 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 when Chuck D speaks, like, it's like, dude, you got to, like, actually really listen to what this guy is saying because he actually really has something to say. Like, it's it's weird. It's really weird, but listening to Public Enemy more and more over the last few months, it's been great, man. I, dude, they're so good. Yeah, boy! And, I mean, you truly understand why they're as influential and as great as they are when you listen to their full records. They're insane. Chuck D is, is killer. And I, But it kind of makes me wonder, like, is he only as good because of Flavor Flav? Because we get, we get like, Prophets of Rage... And you know, no, because because not every song Flavor Flav was on, and I mean, not every it wasn't always Flavor Flav. I mean, he's a I mean, Flavor Flav is arguably one of the, if not the best hype man of all time. But mm-hmm. the Prophets of Rage thing, they already they knew what they wanted. Everyone knew what they wanted to do before that band even started. They were doomed before True. they even started, and True. like everyone was such differing ideas and and already set in their ways but trying to come together for a common goal. But it almost seemed like everyone's just playing what they've always been doing prior to Prophets of Rage. Tom Morello played the fucking same. Everyone sang the same. It was just the same thing. It was just it was stupid. Yeah. It was a dumb thing. It was dumb, yeah. But damn, Chuck D, dude, that's, he's on another level. He is. Yeah, he really is. He's truly one of the greatest. One of the greatest. I thought he was going to be number one. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm now, now you got me interested. I, I Now I hope oh, that... Uh, oh, you really thought he was going to be my number one, huh? I, I think Eminem's probably going to be number two. And Interesting. Then, okay. I don't know who's gonna be your number one. Oh, probably Killer Mike. I think it's Eminem and Killer Mike. You're you're in for a surprise. You're in for a surprise. I hope so. My number okay. uh my, my second my second favorite, Slim Kid Three, Trey Hartson. He's from Farside. Uh unlike Tyler, I didn't pick the whole group of Farside. I chose my favorite member of Farside. <laughs> that is that is that is him. What? I do I do have a <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Farside is very different than the Beastie Boys. How? In the sense that that they had like the far side, they they don't they don't have that interplay that the Beastie Boys have. Yeah, they do. No, it's dude, it's not it's nothing like it. You can't do that. You can't do. I that. I mean, they're not constantly talking over each other, but they do it a lot. And and a lot of the, like it's a lot of the, the things same, feed dude. off. Of, no, come on, don't you just, get the fuck just out of just here. stop just stop get the fuck just out stop, Mister Five Burrows is my fucking favorite Beastie <laughs> dude, Boy that album. album's so good. <laughs> anyway, Slim Kid Three. Um, I also do have like a a, a nostalgia factor with with this person and when I lived in Portland briefly I, I went to a club thing I guess and there was a cover charge I didn't want to go in I was all mad I was with my friend he wanted to go because he was meeting somebody there so I was kind of like I guess the wingman and so I paid the five or six or seven whatever the fuck it was and the, and I asked the balance like who's playing tonight and he's like oh it's Slim Kid 3 he's like holy shit like from far side he's like yeah do you know them I was like uh yeah so I went in, and there's like three people up next, like the DJ, and, and, and my friend Palmer went to the bar, and I just, I hung out there the whole time, and after he was done, I was kind of talking to him, and 
had a beer with him, and it was just really cool. It was a really cool experience, and he was really nice, and he was just as fun live in person as, he, as you can tell, like in, in, well, mostly Bizarre Ride too, in the far side. Yeah. So, but I also think he's absolutely fantastic. His, his, his delivery is fun, energetic, and uh, it's, it's just good. It's, it's just good stuff. It's GS. I, I, hey man, I, I agree with you. I think that far side record's amazing. But man, he's, I, I figured if some, he was going to be on your list, but I didn't think he'd be that high up. And if, if, if I think who I think your number one is going to be, I'm going to be really mad. Then no, you're really mad. You're not gonna be mad at my number one. It's it's not easy. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, my number two is uh, Killer Mike. Killer Mike is my number two. This is a new one for me. Just you know, ever since RTJ three or Run the Jewels three, that was that's what got me hooked on the group. And then with the new record RTJ four, this like solidified. You know, they're one of the the greatest groups of all time. The album is just perfection, absolute perfection. And Killer Mike, way better than LP. Like rapping wise, yes. way better than LP. Yeah. Lyrics, I mean, way better even, than it's LP. Not even like, like it's not even fair. I mean, he's not like exponentially better, but like clearly he is the better one of the two. Rapping, mm-hmm. rapping mm-hmm. and lyrics. I mean, he needs LP as much as LP needs him, though. But he is exactly. the better rapper of the two. They are the perfect, the perfect team when yeah. when it comes to hip hop. The perfect team and. Yeah, Killer Mike, just, dude, the guy's amazing. I love his lyrics, and I love his, his delivery. The guy is truly dynamic in his delivery style, too, and he's great. So he's my number two, Killer okay. Mike. Okay, all right. Here we go, what number one, baby. Number one is Chuck D. <laughs> they, Chuck D? I'm so glad B-Real did not make your top five. Oh, I'm no, so no, happy. no, 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 uh, no. But still, he's, Chuck D, I'm no, surprised Chuck, that he's, he's number one. Like you said, there are, there are other people who have such unique styles. There are other people that may even write lyrics better than him. But when Chuck D speaks, you listen. No matter how stupid it, Prophets of Rage were, we still followed. We still listened to all of their songs. We still wanted something more because of yeah. Chuck D. If Chuck D wasn't there, we wouldn't even give a shit. We wouldn't even cared. Because of Chuck D is the reason why we followed Prophets of Rage. Because of Chuck, when Chuck, like I said, when Chuck D speaks, you listen. And guys like Ice Cube, when Ice Cube speaks, you listen because you're afraid he's gonna fucking kill you or murder you. <laughs> when Chuck D speaks, it's like a, it's like an old like World War One vet. Like, Gather round, but he just he just opens his <laughs> mouth and like you you need to listen. You need to sit down. I, I become just, I I got no legs. Whenever I whenever I hear Public Enemy come on, I got no legs. I I just gotta stop and like okay, I guess I gotta listen now. It's it's unbelievable the command that he has and. And I mean, just kind of being blown away by somebody else who I've never really heard their speeches, but I bought a I bought a vinyls of a spoken word by Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> some of his speeches, and yeah. I just I just never realized the commanding kind of vocalization that that he put forth MLK J yeah. that he put forth, and it's like damn, dude, I was I was like clay, I was I just I couldn't even move, I couldn't look at my phone, I couldn't do anything. It was unbelievable, and there's very few people that that I respect enough to not even be on my phone while they're talking. Very few people. Yeah. And Chuck D is one, one of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ch- Chuck D is one Got of him. them. Regina Spector is another one, but, but Chuck D is just unbelievable. I mean, talk about command presence, top five of all time command presence. Yeah. It's, it's Crazy. pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. All right. Well, my number one, 
he's been my favorite for years and years and years is Tone Deaf. Uh, yeah. He's a he's a kind of an underground hip hop. I, I don't want to say legend, but like very very popular within the New York scene. And uh, he produces, he writes, he does everything himself. He has his own label that he puts everything out on. Uh, he experiments a lot with uh, with sounds and uh, and just his his style and delivery. He's one of the fastest rappers I've ever heard, but he has this like very smooth flow when he needs to. The guy is really, truly, truly talented and extremely underrated as a as a as a rapper. So I don't I don't always like all of his music. I don't like all of his beats sometimes, or I don't like his beats sometimes. But his his abilities are very very underrated. And so tone deaf has always been my favorite, hmm. my favorite rapper. I am, I am, I am happy that Eminem's not your number one. No, I, I thought about Eminem, but I've always like, he's, he's too easy sometimes. I feel, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't know, I don't know. but anyway, yeah. So, so th- those are our top five rappers. Let's get into our our top five bands or or artists now, and then we're gonna get into our. Top five albums and then songs. Last. Round it off. Okay. Top five artists. Yeah. So what do you got for your number five? Uh, number I feel five. Like mine's pretty predictable, but. I mean, I, I feel like mine is probably going to be pretty predictable as well. I mean, artists, we talk about artists so damn much. So yeah. whatever. But but number five for me is Zeppelin. I, I, it's, I don't know. What, what do you want from me? They're okay. fucking great. I expected like, it to be higher. Well, I, I mean, I, so I really try to, to think. What do I actually really like? Why do I like that? And maybe how often would I listen? How often do I really care? Do, when I go back and listen to like the entire discography, do I still feel the same way? Things like that always come up. Mm-hmm. And these five artists, I mean, they've always been there. Like they, they move around a little bit, but not much. So Zeppelin's my number five. Perfect okay. band. Yeah, my, mine has always been kind of like the biggest influence on me. And then also, you know, do I like almost their entire catalog, if not all of their catalog of music? So it's that's kind of like where my top five comes in at. Uh, but AFI is my number five. It it's always been in my top five for a long time. It was my number two. It was it's always been, they've always been very high. I've always loved almost all of their music up until more recently. But AFI have always put out solid, solid music throughout the fucking. 30 years almost 30 years that they've been around so there you go that's my number five pretty solid number five i'd say i'd say yeah not bad so what do you got for your number four number four ccr i i mean again like these these five bands have had such an influence on not just like my musical life but overall like listening to my mom play ccr all the time and dude just hearing ccr like fucking everywhere and always going to the river with like my mom and like family time moving his hands again like family time at the river always listen to ccr an absolute staple a lot of the songs that i learned while learning how to play guitar were ccr songs to this day i still listen to their entire discography i don't skip any songs every song is at least good there's some songs that are a little less good than others but dude they are a fucking phenomenal band Love them. Number four. Honestly, CCR doesn't surprise me as your number four at all. I, I I expected Zeppelin and and CCR to be on here, and then I'm pretty sure I know who your number one is, even though you like two of their albums <laughs> out of like fifteen, but yet they're still your favorite band. But I mean, that's cool. To each his own, I guess. To each his own. 
So my uh, my number four here is uh, Wednesday Thirteen. I think his solo records are, for the most part, pretty damn fucking good. What the fuck? The the Murder Dolls records are great. The Frankenstein Drag Queen records are great. Um, <laughs> he kind of fell off with the with the Gunfire '76, but you know. That's just one record. Does, does anybody but, on earth agree with you that Wednesday 13 should be in anybody's top five artists? They're not even Wednesday I kn- 13. I know, I know, I know a couple people. No, a couple don't. people no, that I met. Lying. No, I, I know you're a guy who, who I met because of going to go see Wednesday. And then also the people I've, I know online who I've met because through like <laughs> Wednesday oh, related stuff. Yeah. No, but Wednesday 13, dude, the guy puts out solid, catchy like a horror punk music and he's dude he he writes fucking super catchy music I, I i have nothing nothing else to say like he's the dude's fucking talented just saying weird okay I, talented I, uh, as fuck, I, I may not hear it i guess but uh you know and clearly you don't so but i mean seriously seriously when i when the first time i heard murder dolls i was like a fucking sophomore in high school and just, I was hooked. The, the second that first song came on, Slip My Wrist, I was instantly hooked. And it's just like, he, I've I followed his career ever since. I've seen him. He's one of the few bands I've, like, he's one of the bands I've seen the most. Like, outside of Bullets and Octane, it's been Wednesday. In some form or another. Between Murder Dolls or his solo band, I've seen him more than any other band. So it's just solid output for the last, since 2003. I think 2002 or 2003. Yeah, solid output since then. Okay. So there you go. Wednesday 13 is my number four. All right. Great. Great stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. right. So what do you got for number three? Number, number, um, that was a big one. Number three and number two are, they kind of go back and forth a lot. Right now, number three is Blink. Really? That low? Yeah. Yeah, Blink is Blink is that low. I mean, fucking number three, I guess. I don't know how low that is, but well, it's yeah. because of nine, because the shittiness of nine. No, uh, in California, they were four until nine came out. They were <laughs> one before California, and they dropped to four. No, they were never one. But but yeah, Blink. I mean, Blink is 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 so influential on on my younger years, and even still today, it's just like I hang on anything that they do. We hang on anything that they do. It's like our most <laughs> followed. Like we follow them so much closer than we should, because we it, just we get burned all the fucking time. I don't understand, but sad. But man, dude, they like during their heyday, they were unstoppable, unstoppable. And to this day, there are bands that I listen to that I've listened to back, you know, when I was like, younger, and I listen to them now. I'm like, wow, this is dumb. This is I feel embarrassed listening to this, but I guess it's still kind of catchy. Blink has has yet to fall into that category. Even listening Whoa. to them today, like they're they're goofy, they're stupid, they. Like everything that I loved about them when I was like thirteen and fourteen, I still love about them today. Oh, like their old music, not their new music. Because I was gonna say, I like Nine. Nine. Fuck out of here. <laughs> it's great. It's better than California. It's just, I'm not even gonna go into this again. Oh God, it's Blink's my number three. It's Blink's your number three, huh? Number three. Oh shit. All right. Well, Blink is also my number three. <laughs> <laughs> they they are. They they're. This is the like like I said at the very beginning of this. This is the one band that you and I can agree that we like pretty much the same amount. You know, we. It's weird, like this, because we pretty much hate everything. Like, what am I trying to say? Like, 
the things that you and I like the most individually, we, we shit on each other except for Blink. Like Blink is our only common ground with what, <laughs> yeah. we, what we like, you know? <laughs> that's true. But uh, but even that, that's starting to, to, to get kind of blurred because of Nine. Like Nine's kind of really thrown a wrench into all this, which sucks because... You know, I thought I thought I had a partner in in the the Feldy hate train, but I just apparently that that's changing with nine because you, for I, whatever reason you like that stupid fucking. I don't movie. like love it, but it's definitely better than California. If as long as if you can admit that, then that's it's it. Not, We're fine. That's what you, bothers me. I don't think me. you haven't listened to California in like a couple of years. I don't want to ever listen to California again. Oh, California crazy, was so man. bad. It was it was embarrassingly bad. It's not great. It was pathetic. But better than nine. Better than nine. At least they tried on nine. They failed. But California, it was just like sad. Like a bunch of grown, ugly old men <laughs> playing songs that were just bad. And it's like, wow, I felt embarrassed listening to it. Uh. <laughs> okay, oh, that's whatever. great. That's great. So, yeah, that's my number three as well. So what do you got for your um, for your number two? Number two, this this band it was was highly influential on me as a as a young musician. One of the first, uh, one of the first like groups, bands, things that I was in was with Neighbors, with Ronald and Joe, and and the first song we really learned how to play was was a song by this band from an album that they did. I don't know if it was one of my favorites. It's just one of their albums, but uh, Bouncing Souls. Mm. I, I, this, mm. these guys, I've I've, uh, I don't know, man. I've I've loved them like ever since I first heard them, and I didn't hear them until later, but. I got on that train quick and I've never really stopped. And this is another band too that I don't, I don't hate anything that they've done. There are definitely things that, that they will never be able to recreate, but damn dude, they are fucking good. And they were, their early days were so influential on me. And I just, I, I can't, I can't put them any lower. I just, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't do it. No, I, I, I actually totally forgot about bouncing souls. They, that they, that they would have broken your top five. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. That means I know who your number one is, and it doesn't make sense to me. But that's right. <laughs> does not make sense. Makes but perfect sense. My number two is the Mars Volta. They, um, they sometimes. I mean, I guess it depends on my mood or the time of year or whatever. But it, it switches between Blink and the Mars Volta as my number two. But also, as as Blink puts out shittier records, they the Mars Volta just beats them the way it goes so yeah the mars volta i mean they their first three records four records are just perfect perfect specimens right there absolutely perfect specimens and it makes me and it makes me so mad like so fucking mad that their vinyl is so expensive like it's it's truly maddening how expensive that fucking shit is (laughs) it's like it's it's bizarre it's It's weird it it is i just i don't i mean (laughs) Oh my god, it's so fucking frustrating. You almost think like you see Francis Demute on at a store for like two hundred fifty bucks, and you're like, like how do you guys even know who this is? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You guys are playing oh, this stupid, shitty crust punk, and then you put on like the Beatles next. Like, who the fuck? What? What? I know, and and Fran- and uh, go- going through like the the John Theodore era, the f- those first three records. Francis the Mute is the most expensive, like generally speaking, depending on like whether you want the regular version of the record or if you want the glow in the dark version. <laughs> so the regular version is like five hundred dollars. Oh my god! But the glow in the dark version is like eight hundred dollars. What 
the fuck? That's like fucking s- bullshit. That's like OG mono Sergeant Pepper's fucking prices, even worse. Yeah. Fucking dumb. And then my favorite record of theirs, Amputexture, is goes for roughly between like one twenty and like two fifty, depending on where where you're looking. But yeah, no, it's fucking stupid. And then Delouse is like between three fifty and five hundred. Dumb. Fucking so stupid. But Bedlam, I think, is gold. about two fifty. Stupid. Fucking stupid. It makes me so fucking mad. It Ugh. is really irritating. <laughs> Especially because no one's going to buy it. No one's going to spend yeah. fucking $300 for and any then, of these and records. Then, and and then no one's ever going to listen to it. And you look at these fuckers who are selling it. They're like, mint condition, still in the sealed wrap, or only played once. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. What's the point of having it? Like, <sighs> I hate it. I hate it so much. It makes me so fucking mad. But the Mars yeah. Volta. Perfect band. Perfect okay. band. All right. Uh, so yeah, who, who do you got for your number one? Number one, I don't like a, a lot of their music. I would say more than fifty percent of their music, I I don't enjoy. I thought and it was like fifteen percent. No, I, I that, mean, that you enjoy. Oh, oh, that I do enjoy. Yeah, I would say a solid. I would say two albums. I I list. No, I would say three albums. I I can listen to, front to back, easy, no problem. And then there's like two, maybe three other ones that I, I I'll I'll listen to sometimes, but that's it. And and Weezer, man, Weezer has put out such terrible music, like really bad music. Yeah, like embarrass, <laughs> like California Blink style bad music, just really embarrassing. Like worse. But the fact that they've done something to me that has meant so much, and that is that has had the besides Caraba getting me into playing guitar and wanting to play guitar, Weezer was number one band that I wanted to be like. I wanted to be like Rivers. I wanted to play like Rivers. I even started to dress kind of like Rivers and bought like Argyle sweaters and shit you in high did. school. Like I wanted to do it all. I, I liked that weird mod look. I like I loved Rivers. I love it. But that's my favorite band of all time because they made something, I guess, spoilers, they made something that I think is 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 the best thing that human ears have ever listened to. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, I, but that's that's so bold. It's so it, bold I, of a statement. I don't know, man. I, even if you can do one, like Omar, look at Omar. Omar's done countless things that are that are that are good. Yeah, that are good. Great. No, they're good. But he didn't really really think great. Mm, Francis oh. the Mute came close, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> the first three Mars Volta records, Relationship of Command. Come on, dude. Come on. Um, Come on. Come on, I you know, know it. You well, know I, it. I, I, yeah, well, regardless, <laughs> no. We, Weezer has done at least one thing that that I can put down that has, like, still today, gives me incredible feels, and it's bizarre. It's weird, in the same in the, in the same way, like, like life events affect people. This one recording that they did affects me in different ways in different periods of my life, even though it's the same fucking recording. I, I don't understand it, but <laughs> because of that, they have to be my number one. They are my favorite band of all time because without them, I wouldn't have what they did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if that's the route you want to go, then go there. If it makes you happy. If it makes you happy. So, I mean, who do you think my number one is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Who do you think like, my number my, like my both, favorite band or group or artist is? I feel like both of our number ones have been the same since like we met each other. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right, like they've never changed. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we you you and I have been friends for going on twenty years now longer since freshman year of high school. Friends. What? We've been friends longer than we haven't been friends. That's correct. That's very that's yeah. That's very very true. Is fuck. That's really bizarre to think. Yeah. But yeah, no. As far as far back as I've ever known you, your favorite band has been Weezer. My favorite band has always been Corn. Everybody knows. Is Corn. Everybody knows, and everybody makes fun of me, but I stand by it, and I will always stand by it. They are the greatest band to ever exist, and they've consistently put out great, if not good, records. Amazing, if not good, records they've put out. I mean, you you can't deny that. You listen to all their records. I can deny that. Of course I can deny that. There you are listen. several corn records that were garbage. No, there like were like garbage. No, there wasn't. There was like one that was that was good and then the rest are great to amazing. <laughs> but that's it. But the you know, corn is like a perfect band. They're one of the few bands that that truly like not truly, but a band that that take risks just because they can, they they want to, and they like they don't, like they they're just so fucking cool. They, they they do cool things. They took a risk one time, it worked out, and then they milked that risk for the rest of their life. What was that? They just they they do new metal. <laughs> oh, you're such an idiot. Cool, dude. Oh, that was, that God, was the risk, so <laughs> and you're it wasn't so that big dumb. of a risk because like nobody else is really doing it aye, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're out of your fucking mind. But don't but forget yeah. the best new metal band of all time that came along and. and Blue corn out of the water, and that's oh, and Limp Bizkit. That that's just a dumb thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But we all know that. We all know that. But corn is the the greatest band to ever exist, and uh, and I and I stand by that, and I'll okay. defend that. Like I've I've talked about bands that I like that I cannot defend, like Bush. I can't defend that, but I like them. But corn, I'll fight you all day on corn. Fight you all day. No, I Give mean you facts. I'll, I'll fuck you up. Again, every road trip we've gone on has has consisted of of a playlist, and on that playlist is always Corn, is always Weezer, and we've debated this mm-hmm. countless times, and we're going to debate it countless more times, and nothing is probably going to change. Nope, nope. <laughs> but you know, <sighs> consistency is kind of like the foundation of greatness, right? That's Corn for you. Well, that's Corn. Never wow. put out a bad record. Mm, well, come on, Mister Mister Fucking Weezer over here, who put out two perfect records and then one great record, and then the rest was okay. No, there's a lot of good records. There's okay. There, there's Pinkerton and Blue, perfect records. There's Everything Will Be All Right in the in the end, a great fucking record, and then Red and Green, good records. Everything else is mediocre well, best. Maladroit's not a very good record. It's it has good. their best song on it. No, no, no. Maladroit is a good record. Green is no, a good not. record. Red is a good record. And I know you don't like it, no. but Ratitude is a great song. Ratitude is fucking a shit record. Ugh. It's one of their worst. One of their worst. Well, you're just being silly now. <sighs> okay, so so let's move on to our... We're, we're almost done here. So let's move on to our, our top five albums and then our top five songs. So oh, what do yeah. you got for your number five? Uh, number five, uh, When Your Heart Stops Beating by Plus 44. Jesus. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I, um, it is, it is weird. I, dare I say it, this is like, um, 
I like this more than anything Blink's done. <laughs> I do. And, and That's just it, silly talk. It's silly talk. It's not, man. It's like the older I get and, and the more I listen to it, the better it gets. It's like a it's like a fine cheese or something. I don't know. You leave it out for too long and it just gets better and better and better. And this is this is plus forty four's only album. And it's it's a perfect album and it is absolutely fantastic. It's, it is it is pure. Pure of heart. <laughs> It'll pull the stone out, <laughs> the, the sword out. Wow. Number five. Shocking. That's shocking. Number five. Wow, that's it's a great record, but better than Blink. So that means that a Blink record's not even going to be on your top five. Is that true? That's what, you, that's what you said. You said that this is better than any Blink record. I never said that no Blink record was on my top five, though. Yeah, but you said that it's better than every Blink record. Well, there could be another reason why I have Blink Records on oh, my top five. See, now now you have no credibility. Why? All of it's lost. I haven't even said lost. anything yet. But I know I... Oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. My, num- <laughs> my number five. Uh, this, was, this was a very, very hard uh, top five for me as well. But my number five is Power of Moonlight from Tiger Army. I love Moonlight. I was I was going through all my 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 favorite albums that I've listened to, and this one packs so much nostalgia and so much uh, I don't know. Just there, there's so much about this record that I love, and this this intru- this album introduced me to like so many different genres and just things. And Power of Moonlight is a truly special and remarkable remarkable album. It's their second one from Tiger Army, and. It's a killer record, and you agree with me on that one at least. I know that. Yeah, no, it's T- Tiger Army has has grown on me more in recent years, but um, top five, like that's. I, I didn't think they would am, they would break my top five, but yeah. you can't see my face, but it is extremely puzzled and perplexed. <laughs> no, that's fine. But yeah, Power of Moonlight, man, get into get into that record. It's I have it on vinyl, so actually, I have all of these records on vinyl, except for one of them. My, my top five albums I have on on vinyl except for one. <laughs> so do I. I have all my top five too except for one. That's weird. Okay. So so what do you got for number four? Uh, number four, we just did this not too long ago, but Cosmos Factory. That's my that's my numero quattro. My number four. That is so predictable. <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> I I don't know, man. CCR again has been with me for so long, and and. Various at various times, different CCR albums have have always been like my top five, and and I, I think ever since I heard this in its entirety, I, I just that was it, that was done. This was my favorite, and it was I was there was no turning back. I never turned back, and it's been I don't know how many years, but damn, this is a perfect album. It is unbelievably good, and it is everybody at their best, and the band as a whole at their best. Yeah, I'm, I mean I agree with you on that. It is perfect for sure. Their best album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number four. This one, um, you might, you may or may, may or may not be surprised by this, Jeff, but my number four is Give Up from the Postal Service. This is um, this is one that it, I didn't like it when it first came out, but it was like 2005, a couple years after it came out, 2005, I was working at Tower Records and just a series of events and just things that happened and... This record was just like the soundtrack for this, that part of my life. And it was just, that was it. Like, there's nothing that can beat this. 
and just how this record was made and just the just I don't know okay. everything about this record is fucking perfect. I mean, it and is Ben a Gibbard's damn voice is amazing. And I love Ben Gibbard's voice on this. It could be top five. I mean, it's I don't know. It's I can't. It's not gonna I'll, be your top know. five. There's no, no way it's in no. your top three. Yeah. I, but if it was in my top five, like I even I wouldn't be surprised. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it would great, make sense. Great record. I have it on vinyl. This is the one of the ones I have on vinyl. Sounds great, but okay. damn, dude, fucking give up. Like every time I every time I listen to this record, I think, what were they thinking when, when they when they made this song? Like, what were they thinking? Like, why would they decide to to have uh, what's her name? What's her fucking name from Rilo Kylie? Jenny Lewis. Why would they have yeah. Jenny Lewis? sing on this part this specific part of the song like because it works so well but like how i've always wondered like when they're sending these files back and forth and and they hear it are they like wow that's really fucking good Mm -hmm. or are they just like okay cool that's cool yeah let me just add something to it but they had they had to have known how good it was yeah but did they i don't know but see like i feel like you would have to know like how could you not know how good that is it kind of makes you wonder like how fussed over everything was because there's no way it could have been, right? Because every, everything was created over mail, like snail mail. So, like, there, there's no way anything could have been fussed over. Like, it was just, like, a first thought, best thought. <laughs> let's let's splice everything together, and then that's it. That's all. You know, it's funny. I'm surprised this album didn't take, like, 10 years to make, given how slow the Postal Service actually is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I sent it. I sent it last week. Well, it's not fucking here. And you know what's funny is that people call like they they people have always said that the postal service are essentially like the Guns and Roses of the indie of the of the indie scene because they never made like like they were always expected to make like a follow up to it but they never did like Chinese Democracy <laughs> was always the follow up that was never made for like twenty years so people have always said that they were like the indie version of Guns and Roses in that sense I think it kind of fucked that up but whatever. Okay. Give up by the Postal Service. Give up. There you go. What do you got for your number three? Uh, the Bouncing Souls, Maniacal Laughter. That's so high. This was, um, again, Argyle from this from this album was the first song that, like, my first band learned how to play together. And, and we did well. We did fine. We, we got through it pretty good. And I've seen this band, I think, more time. Even though I've seen Bullets and I've seen a lot. I've seen this band more than anybody else. And they're just mm-hmm. again highly influential on my on my younger days, not just musically, just but overall fun aspect of, of just having a good time when I was young. Still have a good time. I have a good time all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but damn, dude, like the Balancing Souls just had just had like a little bit of an edge. The only other band that kind of comes close to having having, I guess there are two other uh, the Vandals and the Guttermouths, both <laughs> <laughs> both both have really good time all the t- really good times all the time. Yeah, but that's the, but the bouncing souls. Even even still, when they're trying hard to, to croon and and serenade us, they're still having a good time. It's still like they're still rocking. They're still great friends. They they've been together so for so fucking long. They've been playing music for thirty years. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Unbelievable. It really number, is. Yeah, maniacal laughter number three. So I know you're number two and one, for sure. All right. So my uh, my number three is. Blink's self-titled record. I mean, you can't you can't fuck with that. I love Blink. I love Blink to death, and this is the best the best record they ever put out. Uh, yes, it's better than Neighborhoods, which is a is a second, 
But uh, but yeah, no, the self-titled record. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. But uh, but their self-titled record, if you've never heard it, come on. You got to go listen to it. Everything about it. The the production, the mix, the songwriting, the just the tone of everything is just so perfect. It's a perfect fucking record. It's, it's a good one. Record. It's a giddy. You cannot fuck with it. <laughs> Not fuck with that. <laughs> All right, they'll 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 never do anything better than that record. It's like impossible. There's no way, right? Uh, mm, well, there's no way they could do better than. I mean, than it's the possible. Same Anything's possible. You, it's possible, but it's highly unlikely. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on if we're in Vegas. I mean, I, I know you never know, but this is like a close thing to where I know they'll never make anything as great as this record. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the way she goes. That's, that's the way, way she, she goes. That's not bad. Again, I, I, I'm not like dissing that album. And Blink almost made it in my top five, but it's just uh, couldn't couldn't edge it out. Couldn't wait, stick Blink it didn't in make there. your top five. Oh wait, maybe it did. They did. I know they. Did. <laughs> that would have totally thrown me for a loop. So, what's your number two? Um, I think, like objectively, this is the greatest album of all time. It's just not my favorite, but Led Zeppelin too. I, I wait. That, so Blink Blink didn't make your top five. No. Oh, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you're unbelievable. What are you going to do? That's the way she goes, boys. Um, yeah. Clearly, I, she did go this way, yes. Led Zeppelin too, man. It's, it is... Uh, I, I, oh, my God. If, if, what, are you, what are you godding about? Jesus. What God is going damn. on? What, what is happening Just, to you here? And you don't even pick like the best Zeppelin record. It is the best Zeppelin record. It's It's... <laughs> It is the best one. It is It is everything that you want from rock and roll, from heavy rock, from Zeppelin, from every single one of them. It's it's perfect. It is a perfect album. And it's not my favorite, but I think it is. If we were to like send an album into space to get to like Martians. You would send Neighborhoods. <laughs> oh, my God. You're such a dullard. It would probably be Zeppelin, too. Wow. that's I can't believe that. A Blink record didn't even make your top five. Shocking, I, dude. I've I've gone back and forth between ever since we, ever since we saw Plus Forty Four. Ever since it came out, I've gone back and forth with who I like more, either Plus Forty Four or Blink. It's that's it's no surprise. And the only other time that it comes close is is when I'm talking about like Toy Page as my favorite between when your heart stops beating or if I'm going to pick Toy Page. I I don't get it. I don't get it, Jeff. I don't get. Well, it. you should get it because it's it's the right thing to get. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, my number two is Amputecture from the Mars Volta. If oh, you, uh, who would have thought, right? Who yeah. would have fucking thought? Big surprise. The perfect album. We've never done this, this album on the pod. I've always wanted to. Uh, this is the last one to feature my boy, John Theodore. And, um, it, it's absolute perfection. I just, what the fuck were they thinking? What the fuck was Omar thinking when he created this? It's truly a remarkable album. There's like the, I don't even know. I, I have no words at how amazing this record is. Well, Front so for, for one, I don't know why you, you don't like Led Zeppelin anymore. And two, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I always, I like to make fun of Omar and, and stuff. And, and I don't, I don't listen to the Mars Volta as much as I used to, not nearly as much as I used to. But every time, every time we even do anything Omar related or the Mars Volta or at the drive-in, and I go back and listen. I, it, it, I always think, like, why did I stop listening to this? Because it is really good. 
not my favorite album by them, but they are really, really good. And At the Driving is really fucking good. And I just like shitting on Omar because it's fun because he has made a lot of stuff that's just boring. He's kind you of know, a boring guy. The reason I'll tell you the reason why you you always do that is because you like to just like make me mad. So you go out of your way not to listen to something or to do something just to aggravate me. But in the end, you're just hurting yourself. I'm just hurting myself <laughs> because you're not you're not you're not listening to it. So oh, that's good. So it's your it's your loss in the end. So there you go. So that that's my number two. Ambitexture, a truly remarkable and underrated album from them. Because everyone always talks about Francis, Francis the Mute, and Delouse. But well, Francis is their best album. It's not. It's like objectively, it's subjectively, best. it's clearly their best album. Omar texted me earlier and said, make sure you t- at least mention that Francis is our best album. And I said, okay, you got it, man. So I, you know, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Wow. You're unbelievable. No, that's not true. Not true at all. I mean, I, I agree with you on Delaus. I think Delaus is, is good. But it's, it, it's lost a lot of edge with me. Is that because it's Rick Rubin or what? I don't know. I, I I think I was just I used to be so just enamored and infatuated with with Inertiatic, and I I think besides just that and those two bangers up front and then Drunken Ship, no, because mm, there's so actually good. no, nah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's lot a lot of, of good there's a lot of bangers on it for I sure. Know, was, but but dude, Francis just has like so much more complexity to it. There's just so many so many more sounds that are going. So many different genres that are being fucking pounded together but seamlessly and, and perfectly yeah it's true whatever ah, ambidexture ambidexture like takes that to the next level you'll you'll get there one day you'll get there one day don't I hope not <laughs> right, so what do you got for your number one I, I mean I know what it is but what uh, do you got? number one is is Pinkerton I, I think this is the, the the greatest thing that the humans have ever written this is this is this is better than Beethoven. This is better than Bach. This is, this is better than, than what Jesus wrote in the Bible. This is, <laughs> this is better than all of it. This is the best thing that humans have ever done. This is this is the peak of humanity. It is it has been downhill since then. And what um, a what a weird thing to say. It, but it's true. It's it's completely one hundred percent true. And I I like I, I can't even describe just how amazing this album is. How perfectly crafted everything is how how everything is set into a perfect place like like a perfect perfectly aligned dominoes just rolling down like everything is like just a perfect absolute circle. perfection not like a perfect circle <laughs> number one album of all time fact fucking pinkerton wow not a surprise from you I know. Why, are you surprised why are you not, not from surprised you not from, over you. Here? not from you at all all right. Well, my number one, my number one is Corn Self-Titled. This one, this one means everything to me. This is their their debut record. This truly unique record, and <laughs> dude, you fucking love this record too. I know well, you. It's, you, it's you, just funny. You're, you're such a your corn favorite, hater too. Your favorite band's gonna be Corn, or already was Corn. Your favorite album is Corn, and your favorite song is gonna be Got the Life. So it's gonna be Corn, Corn, Corn. No, you don't know that. You're cheating. Don't cheat. <laughs> you're cheating. There's no. <laughs> You are cheating because you think you know what my favorite song uh, is. Oh, right? I do know what your favorite song you're is. You're cheating. That's what you're doing. Okay, but yeah, no, no. Corn, the, the, their self-titled record, like it's, it's truly unique, man. It's um, it's, it's unique. That's for sure. I, I, I don't see how we could possibly break like a top five list, but 
Oh come on, dude! There's nothing that sounds like their their debut record. Maybe like maybe like maybe top their first five, three records. Maybe top five debut n- new metal bands. Like that would be <laughs> that that might break my top five of, of that category. Yeah, that might break your top five. So yeah. it's gonna be the first three Limbiscuit records and then <laughs> yeah. the Corn record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it'll be. Yeah. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> but no, yeah, Corn self-titled man. Go check it out if you haven't. I got it on vinyl too. So fucking good. Killer killer record. Too. And anybody who talks shit on corner who anybody who talks shit on the new metal genre, that's fine. Talk shit on the genre, but don't talk shit on corn. Like go listen to them. Go listen and go understand, like or go like figure out why they're good. They've done a lot of bad stuff though. They have not though. Like you cannot even just you sit there. As 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 the mighty God looks down on you, smite me, Almighty Smiter, and say that Corn has not done anything bad. Is that that is that's beyond me. The only I, album you don't like is Untouchables, and that was it. That was bad. That was even like, that was like sub one. I wouldn't even give that a one. A sub one. That would that would be like a point seven five on our list. Oh, that's great. That's a great album though. Untouchables is great. All right, well, let's move on to our uh, our, our favorite our top five list. favorite songs. The final top five. Yeah. Our top five favorite songs from any band in the entire universe. Okay. So who do you got for your number? What do you got for your number five? Uh, number five is Surf Wax America by Weezer. Not on Pinkerton, but on Blue. I'm surprised that one's so high. Like, what? I mean, really? I, dude, this, is, this, is, um, this one's never wore off on me the, from the first time I heard it. I feel the same way, even because I, I listened to Blue and Pinkerton today, because I got Blue today. But uh, dude, listening to, to Surf Wax again, it's just like wow, this song still blows me away by how just how fun and how great it is, and just, like everything about it. That's why I want to play guitar is to sound like this, and this is a perfect song. What, what do you want from me? I mean, you're right; it is solid. It is great. Fucking guy. Their best, no. It's not Weezer's best. It's, yeah, no, it's this, top this five. Is it's top five Weezer, but this it's is definitely Weezer's best song. Yes. No, their best song is American Gigolo. Is that you, you just, dude, just, just say in top five before we, before you make me mad again. I guess. Come on, dude. Just so stupid, so so when, stupid. Like you must I, fell down and hit your ears again, broken because you're just so dumb right now. I'll never forget when, because I've always said that American Gigolo is my favorite, and then one day. Like years, years later, you you came to the realization that wow, this song is actually really, really good, but you didn't want to admit it, but you would always listen to it. Secret it was on your playlist. <laughs> they were secret listens, but you love that song because it's so fucking good. It's, it's not song. even like it's not even like a top twenty Weezer song for me. Oh, you're so dumb. You're so dumb. It's number one. But anyway, ah oh, shit. So my number my number five is Carousel from Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> this is um, this is their best song. <laughs> what, what are you laughing about? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're a funny guy. What? You got jokes. You got jokes. That I have Blink on my list? No, no good. I mean, Carousel is their best song. What, what's what's going on with you? Oh, that's funny. No, keep going. Keep going. No, what do you got? No, I got nothing. It's a good song. No, I got nothing. I got nothing else now. Oh, okay, okay, you okay, ruined okay. it. You you spoiled the fun. <laughs> you spoiled the fun. Oh, there you go. So that's my number five, Carousel right. by Blink, the right. Cheshi version, not the not the. Now you're, just, version. Now, you're, now you're just now you're just trying to make me mad. 
I'm always trying to make you mad, you stupid. Oh, that's good stuff. That was a good laugh. Thank you. Um, my number four, Over the Hills and Far Away by Zeppelin. Not from God, their best so album. Boring. I guess I guess liking a fantastic song makes me boring. And, and I guess and liking typical whatever. typical huge bands is always fun, right? That's that's like a that's like a deep cut too. That's not even if you if you ask any Zeppelin fan, they're you know what are your top songs? Nobody's gonna say Over Those and Far Away. But um, it's a perfect song. It's it's uh, I, I I tend to like more acoustic stuff, more I don't know I, in that kind of vein. But this this one uh, this one this one tricked me and really really brought in the rock. In the middle, and, and I liked it. Maybe even uh, maybe even loved it. I don't know. No, I did love Tricky. it. It's my number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a great song. That's that's my top top three. Over the Hills is in my top three for sure. Zeppelin songs. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, damn. No, not my. You don't even like Zeppelin that much. So that's no, crazy. I fucking love Zeppelin. But well, you hate you hate too. That's but that's fine. Over the Hills is top three for sure. Okay, so I got what do I got next? What do I got next? Uh, my oh, number I got four. four corn songs, so I'll just go and list them off. Yeah, my four corn songs. I got Proud, <laughs> Lies, uh, and then Got the Life. Oh, God, that's only three. Got the Life. But anyway, so no, no. My, my real number four is Day of the Baphomets from the Mars Volta oh, wow. from Amputecture, of course. Come on. This is the greatest song they ever put out. This was like ten and a half minutes of fucking pure chaos. And um, what I always like to say, is it's the song is Controlled Chaos. Like they're they're the closest any band has ever gotten to completely falling apart, but it still sounds really, 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 really good. And it's just it's packed full of energy, and there's different time changes, and just dude, this song is just absolutely perfect. And like I don't know how you can make like I mean I know how you can make a, a better song than this because there's three songs better, but. Dude, this song is just so fucking killer. This is the greatest it's, Mars Volta song, for sure. It's just funny the reasons why you like this song, and then your your favorite song is going to be Got the Life, and that's like just a dumb fucking song. Do you? Is it, though? I mean, do you, is, is that your <laughs> favorite song? Yeah. It might Come have on. changed. You never nah, know. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, that slays me. Yeah, Day of the Baphomets. Come on, dude. You, you don't even like You probably never even heard this song. I've actually never even heard of the Mars Volta, so I, I'm already I'm already bored with them. They sound boring, though. <laughs> oh my god, this song is so fucking amazing! With you know that that bass solo in the beginning for like that first minute, and then everything just like explodes in that like wall of sound, and you're just like, like where should I go? Where where should my ears go next? <sighs> what sound? I know you're yawning because you think oh, you're, you're funny. Putting you to sleep with that, like like the, like their music. Oh man, the music's so good. Oh look at that carousel's playing right now. We just talked about right. it. Okay, so what do you got for your number three? Uh, well, speaking of boring, my number three is a CCR song, "Someday Never of Comes," course. from uh, from their Mardi, <laughs> from Gras Mardi Gras album. Possibly some may some may say they're worst. I, I do not actually like ninety nine percent of the people say <laughs> it's their worst. <laughs> well, I I do not, but uh, yeah, that that's my number three. I think it is a uh, I think it's a perfect a perfect song and. There's just there's so much emotion backing that song, and it's so it's so stripped down, and it's so raw, and it's and it's really sad, kind of in in the way that the writing is, and in, in the way that John realizes that his dad was really never for the, never there for him, but he's also never there for his kids, and so he he acknowledges how shitty he is, but doesn't really do anything about it. I guess I don't know, man. It's just very it's a very real song, real talk. 
what a way to go out of CCR, you know? Like you, the one of the last songs you write for the band, go with that song. Yeah. Because that, that yep. album sucks. Get the fuck out of here. It sucks. No, no CCR album sucks. That album sucks. Bro. Everyone, all, all albums are getting at least a 2.0. No, that Bursh. Mardi Gras does not get a 2.0. You're crazy. You, you, you again, you fell down today, so I, I'm going to let that one slide. <laughs> <I> fell down. <laughs> you know, your house doesn't even have stairs, but you found stairs to fall down. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so that's your number three. My number three is uh, Totally Mortal from AFI. What are you uhing about? Cool guy over here. Okay, here we go. Come on, dude. You know this is a great song. Yeah, it's fast. That's it silly. has it has great backup vocals, like some of the best backup vocals. And then that the the breakdown with the the bass going. Oh my god, dude. that bass part in the bridge and the breakdown. It's so fucking good. This is this is a perfect song. Totally Immortal by AFI is a perfect song. It is a perfect song, but it's just it's it's crazy to me. Think that how long you've been alive, how long you've been listening to music, how long you've been playing music. It's come on, get, I thought we were gonna get deep with this. Just because I decided not to choose like you know, plain old people bands, like Zeppelin and and CCR. No, I I mean I I just thought we were doing something else. That's all. I but uh, I guess my my <laughs> next two will probably be like I don't even know the Offspring or something. I don't know. I mean, they could be. But no, Totally Immortal is fucking mm-hmm. a perfect song. So what do you got for your number two? Is it online songs? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is my, it? My number two, uh, when I was like a kid, my mom says I used to sing a song by this artist like all the Please time. Please do not say it. And, and, and my aunt would say I sing, I sing all the time. And one of the first songs I learned how to sing and play the guitar at the same time was a different song by by this artist. And so, "Free Fallen" was a song that I used to always sing oh. as, as a as a child, as 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 a, as a wee little one. But then, as I as I grew older, probably from like the time I started playing guitar, like "Won't Back Down." That is that is my number two favorite song of all time. It just it what has, it has never gotten old. And, and Tom Petty is just. He, he has made so many bangers what? that most people don't even think are even Tom Petty songs. And then you hear him, you're like, oh, that that was Tom Petty? Tight. But yeah, man, that is that is an absolute banger of a fucking song. And what? It is it has never gone down. It is like I've, I don't know. I've known know. you for twenty years, Jeff. You never ever talk about Tom Petty. Ever. And this is your number two? Like are you are you sure? I'm posy. Did you fall? I definitely did not. I did you fall? <laughs> did you? Are you sure? I'm posy. I, I think like what? a lot of my uh, a lot of my my taste too came from from camp and and doing that type of scene and playing guitar at camp and watching counselors play guitar at camp. But yeah, dude, this was always a staple. Whenever I first learned to play guitar and I was playing guitar at camp and playing songs for the. For everybody, this was always a staple of mine, wow. and the next song too, and my number one song. That's that's remarkable. That's that's crazy to me. And I don't even listen to Tom Petty that much. I like know that's ever. what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's bad or like I don't like him because he, he's made a lot of fucking good material. Yeah, but I just you know it's don't listen to him. I can turn the radio and hear him. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right, well, my number two is uh, Norwegian Wood by the Beatles. This is um, 
this is a truly remarkable song on a truly remarkable album. And Rubber Soul almost almost broke my top five favorite albums, but I, just couldn't oof. do it. But Norwegian Wood, I mean, this it's an acoustic jam with some sitar thrown in there, and it's it's a very very beautiful song. And I love the I love Lennon and Harrison, or I love Lennon's guitar playing, and it's just I love the lyrics in this song, and it's truly a perfect song. Like you can't fuck with Norwegian Wood. Uh, I mean, I've always thought it was a good song, yeah. For the few Beatles songs that I enjoy listening to, this has always been up there. I think there's maybe like 10, honestly, there's probably 10 Beatles songs that I like or love, and this is in there. But then, a couple weeks ago, oh, I, didn't, no. I didn't know this was your second favorite, but had I known, so, so Sergio Mendes in the Brazil 66 did a bunch of Beatles covers on, or throughout their career, in their early career, and mm-hmm. they did a, a cover of Norwegian Wood. Really? Yeah, and, and, and that vinyl that, I, that we got, that I got, has that cover on it. It's so fucking good. Oh, nice. I'm going to have so. to check it out on like Spotify or something. Yeah, so, so check that out because that's, that's really cool because they, they did it uh, with a little help from my friends and that was really cool. So Norwegian Wood is also really cool. But yeah, it's a good song. Solid. Dude, it's, it, it's kind of crazy how, how, like, how a band can come up with this kind of song. Like, what, what, I just, I don't... All the all of my all the songs in my top five, I just don't understand what any of these bands were thinking when they when they wrote them. Well, I don't understand how they can write a song like Norwegian Wood, but also write a song like Yellow Submarine. Well, I feel like Yellow Submarine was just dumb. like a. This is them like catering to like the stupid audience <laughs> of the band. Because like, because what Rubber Soul came out after Revolver, right? Revolver was like the 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 true transition. Also, it was. I was like, can't stand that yeah. song. Help. Song yeah, irritates me. Like that album's okay, but that song is not. I don't like that song either. Yeah, but anyway, Norwegian Wood. That, what a what a banger. What a what a perfect song. So that's my okay. number two. So what do you got for number one? Do you know my number one song is? I don't know. I really don't. Dude, this is um. It's "Come Sail Away," man, by Sticks. That is my favorite oh, song God. of all time. Like it. it, it I don't know. If the first time that I even heard that song wasn't even, I didn't even never hear the song. We just sang the song all the time at camp, but I loved it because there was different parts to it and it was really fun. And I know every, and then you think you know words to songs, so you do karaoke. Then you realize, like, wow, I don't know half these fucking words. No, I know every fucking word that comes the other way. <laughs> I know every part. I know everything about it. It is a perfect song. It is my favorite song of all time. And I, dude, I, oh, it's so good. I, I still listen to that song almost weekly. Who does the song better, Sticks or No, South don't, Park? don't, come on. It, Carmen is very, very funny. I get it, but, <laughs> but it's, it's a, it's That's a, a great cover, though. That, that, it is. That is it a is. great cover. It's fine. And, and it, inevitably, that, that rendition, that thing always comes up whenever I talk to people about, oh, yeah, I love Sticks. I like Come Sail Away. Like, oh, you've heard the, the South Park thing? <laughs> yes, I've heard it, yes. Ah, you're so much fun when you talk about Sticks. Dude, Sticks are a phenomenal band. Mind Very you, I, I think I think what what is it, Renegade or Renegades? We're Renegade, yeah. right? Yeah. I feel like that's a better song than That song is such a banger. It's a cool story too. I, I don't know anything more than outside of the song. It's about it. like an outlaw who got caught and now they're gonna hang him. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. I'm it's interested. Good. That's from their pieces of eight album and uh 
the rest of the album's okay. It's fine. I feel like Kiss, or, or I mean not Kiss, but Sticks are one of those bands that that I just want to get more into. I want to I want to check out more of their discography. <laughs> they they've got a lot of they got a lot of discographies to go through. But I um, imagine like a good half of it is probably shit. But then the I, stuff that's good is going to be really good. So like the Grand Illusion, I think we may have even like talked about it or done it on the pod like a long time ago. That's the one with Come Sail Away. But besides that one, maybe like, maybe like I don't know, dude. I, I don't think they have any other albums that I think are good enough. Besides Pieces of Eight, I think that's that's a dope album. I know we've we've talked about doing doing them, but we've never done them. Like I I really I really I thought about this recently, but we've never done a Sticks album ever. We've done hmm. weird like offshoot albums, but never Sticks. Weird. I don't know why. Probably because I don't know they're. They're not that great. They have some good stuff, but do they got they probably have like 15, 20 albums. Yeah, it's a lot. But, you know, whatever. whatever. Maybe I mean someday I'm sure we'll do it. I mean we've done so many weird albums over the years. Well, do you like Come Sail Away though? Oh yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic song. It's an okay. absolute fucking banger. So good. But <laughs> Renegade is better. Alright, go ahead and talk about Got the Life though. Got the Life is my favorite song. Got the Life by Corn. <laughs> I mean... Corn, corn, corn. Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, dear Lord. It's funny because like, even even people who, who shit talk me for liking this song so much, I, I've been around them when this song comes on and they're like, dude, this song is actually really good. Like, Listen to, listen to that drummer. It's really good. This part's really cool. This Nobody part's really says rad. that. I never dude, really are you that. fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. You're crazy for this one, Rick. <laughs> No, this this is this song is a fucking banger. Don't even deny it. You love oh, this song. Everyone loves Lords. this. Th- there's nobody in this world that doesn't like this song. Like yeah, that's, that's, like, I mean, that's everybody 100% likes it. True. Yeah, yep. everybody this loves is, this song. Uh, it's the greatest song ever. I mean, everybody likes at least like like a portion of this song, or there's something about this song that somebody likes. You know, that like you can't hate this song. There, there's something there for everybody in this song. It's cool. It's fun. I mean, Dude, I it's dig so it. I, good. I like it. It's so good. I'd probably put it in like my top 100 corn songs. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up. You know, Maybe you know, th- you know, this song would be if you if you picked a top five corn thing. You this would be in your top five. 100%. I may I may even put it in my top 100 new metal songs. <laughs> <laughs> Only after the Limp Bizkit albums. Yes. Yes. Especially Chris. behind blue eyes. <laughs> oh no, that song is so bad. But got the okay, life. Come got on, the life. come right. on, guys. Come on, guys. Everything I'm about. I'm not this. surprised. I'm not. I, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I, because everyone knows this, this is my favorite so. song. Like everybody knows this is my favorite song, and everybody likes to shit talk me for this. And I don't care. I don't care. Everybody. I've never met anybody in my entire life who has not talked shit on me for liking this song. Literally every person I've met has talked shit on me for like. It's, it's just interesting that all of your top songs were songs that were either made or you heard like later on in in life, right? No, got the life. Got the life was the first corn song I ever heard. How old were you when you heard that song? Like sixth or seventh grade. I think it was seventh grade. Seventh grade. Oh, yeah, so grade. yeah, you're you're. I don't know. You're like a teenager, right? How old are you when you're in sixth grade? Like eleven, twelve? Yeah, like eleven. Not oh. a teenager, but okay. That's the same thing. That's fine. Okay. But like I heard, I heard sticks when I was like six. Like okay, seven. so so so, so that makes like, a 
that makes no, it better I'm for just you saying, or what? I just said it was interesting that, that all of the songs you picked were either made late or you heard later in life. That's all. How, how is making an how observation. Is si- okay, six and 11, that's only a five-year difference. Okay, you talk to a six-year-old and you talk to an 11-year-old. Is there a big difference? There is a difference, yeah, absolutely. Well, there is a difference or there but, is a but big there's difference? Also, but there's also like... Well, I mean, there there is there is the difference in maturity. So, like, That's the what difference between like so, Kaylee so and what, Nick, like my kids are six and eleven. So then, There's what? A so huge difference. So what makes one better than the other? I never said anything's better. But that's what you're implying. But that's what you're implying. No, no, that's what people say when when they're when they're trying to be mean. <laughs> they say, "Oh, I find it interesting that I think <laughs> this is better than that." <laughs> when they're trying to skirt around everything. Oh man, that's what they do. I know what no, you're doing. I, I just found it interesting. That was yeah. all. That was it. Because you, you, you're judging me. You're looking you, down on me. That's can, what that can, is. I know what can, that is. You can jump to conclusions. You can there infer you whatever you want. I was. I just found it interesting that instead, you think nothing but instead shit of just, I mean, in, everything that you picked Instead was, of just coming out with it, you just you skirt around it. <laughs> I just thought it that's was interesting. That's what you're doing. The fact that's what you, you do. don't I know think what it's you interesting do. is also interesting. I know what you're doing. All right. Well, I always know what you do. That's all you do. Oh, I always know what you do. What an idiot. (laughs) Fucking fell down for sure. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, shit. But got the life, man. What a a fucking banger, man. I I don't know why you don't like that song. I I really don't get it. it no, like no if, I'm, if I'm being honest, honest, it's probably. I mean, I I don't think I can name any more than five, but this is definitely top five corn songs, even top three. See, th- that's the other thing with you. Like, I don't think I can name any more than five corn songs. Like bull fucking shit, dude. Like you just listened to their entire discography. Like a I know, month but ago. I don't like know the names of them besides oh, besides bullshit. like the singles and stuff. But if I play if 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 we played like their their first album, I would recognize and I could sing along. But I don't know the name of it. Okay. I think I think I think you're just lying to yourself about what you <laughs> like and don't like. That's what it comes down to. All right, I don't know. I, I got nothing else to say. I can't believe how long this episode lasted. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like thirty minutes to be honest. That's what I thought too. I thought thirty minutes. Fuck. This is uh yeah, this this one kinda got away from us. <laughs> it really did. That this is this is pretty crazy. Okay, well, I got I got nothing else to say about yeah that's it that's it that's all about the podcast so yeah that thank you all for listening to the podcast um, keep You're listening so dumb with this fucking oh what? my god dude keep keep listening thank you all for listening uh, go to iTunes go rate review like, and subscribe to us on there trying to find the song real quick so you can fucking play it. dude I already I already found this song <laughs> that was already ready like, for this quite fucking queued up huh? oh yeah yeah dude I knew I knew this was gonna play <laughs> so. <laughs> So go to iTunes, go rate, oh, review, man. and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at us and I Radio. Once again, thank you all for listening, and um, that's it. That's all. Get your boogie on.